Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey guys, welcome back to the We Watch the Movie Show, episode two. It's part two. If it don't rhyme with America, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did that go from? I saw a fucking vine or something. <laughs> Shit. Got the new <laughs> First thing we're gonna do before we get into the Halloween Kills news is a beer test. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna this. be Voodoo Ranger Starship IPA. Okay. You're gonna love it. I'm not. You're gonna fucking love like it. like Skeletor in space. Look at the box, man. It's so smooth. That's why you feel after you drink all of them. <laughs> Our Patreon sponsor for this week's episode is Jay Collin. <laughs> Jay Collin <laughs> is an awesome dude who helps run one of the We Watch the Movie fan pages. Uh, helps push that shit hard on Facebook. We appreciate everything you do for us, dude. We fucking appreciate you, man. Not you, but him. And uh, the Both movie. We can share it together. <laughs> uh, and if you guys want to get on the weekly sponsorships, there's a link to our Patreon down below. At the top tier, every week we're going to pick a new Patreon to sponsor the show and pick one of the movie reviews we do. And he picked one you guys are going to fucking love. It was great. Called Silent Rage. Silent Rage. That's the Taco Bell and the way, the way it feels in the in the bathrooms. Yes. Silent yeah, Rage. It's a fart that doesn't stop. You got to do it on your own. And I really appreciate all of y'all's responses to the first episode. Everybody seems to love it. Fucking cool, man. It was awesome. Which is dope as shit. You know, sometimes you do things like this, you're really scared that people are going to be negative or shitting on it. Yep. But everybody was super cool and accepting of it, and I think it's going to go well. See, that's why bribes work. Yeah. <laughs> also. This is going to be a weekly podcast form as well. We're going to take all this and it's going to be on our podcast, which you can go to any of your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the fuck, and you can just search We Watch Zoom Podcast Network, MySpace, uh, yeah. and uh, you can pull us up. And do us a favor, by the way, review LinkedIn. the podcast while you're there, because that really helps. LinkedIn? LinkedIn? It's not LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn. Well, I like the way I said it. Fucking Batman? I like the way I said it. <laughs> it's like my wife calls Green Day. Green Day. It's it is Green, Green Day. No, it's Green Day. She calls them Green Day. Well, whatever. Green Day. Your favorite band is Blink-182. I also... And you, by saying that your favorite band is Blink-182, it's like admitting that you have herpes for the rest of your life and you're okay with it. Did you see that Mean Tweets edition on fucking Jimmy uh, Kimmel? No. You know how they do the Mean Tweets? Yeah. They have Blink-182 reading fucking tweets that I put out. He's like, saying that Blink-182 is your favorite band is like admitting that you have herpes and being okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> they were laughing their ass off. fair enough. You know, nobody likes you when you're 23. Mm. Look at that can. Look at that the can, Jay. Oh. So fucking thick. It's rainbow. Check it out. Goo! It fucking won't zoom in on it. I'll put a picture up. Are you ready to try this? Nope. Now we're going to do this every single week on the show where I break out a new beer that I've never tried before, that Jay's never tried before, but the fun part is that Jay doesn't drink anything ever except for Michelob Ultra. Superior light beer. 
and he fucking hates all beer except for Michelob Ultra. Again, would you come? Why? Why would you leave the superior light beer for an average beer? <laughs> I want the superior. Wait till you see his face. It's gonna be beautiful. Well, I don't want to. Now I'm not gonna show anybody. And it's the choice of a new generation. No, but it's not. That's good. It's the choice of fucking nobody's generation. <laughs> Is it good? It's a nice, tasty, smooth. It's actually really smooth. You might actually enjoy this one. I don't think so. Take it down, big man. Hold on. <laughs> God, I thought it was for purpose. <laughs> that, that smell already, it's, a, it's like I chewed on like a condom. <laughs> it's I like know, rubbery in the back of my throat. Oh, I know like what's going to happen, dude. Eventually, it might be a year from now, it might be two years from now, but eventually you're going to get so used to trying these, you're going to like them. What do you get You're going to grow a hipster beard, and you're going to get one of those swishy glasses, do you get, and you're like, I like the floral notes. You must get like a monthly subscription to like bullshit beers or us. No, dude, this is the fucking Kroger. <laughs> they're everywhere. Dude, they're liars. I, I bet the fucking Speedway doesn't have them, but still. <laughs> No, it's not good. Get it out of here, Captain. Run alert. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> the Metallica beer wasn't that strong. Oh, this is a little dude, stronger. It's the Belgium. It's the Belgium. That's <laughs> what it says on the can, Belgium. Take one more just to be sure. Oh, God damn, dude. Take a big swing. Holy shit, it's like chewing a tire. That is an IPA. But it's a smooth IPA. Honestly, it's going to get so much worse. Oh, God. If you drink enough of this, if it's from Belgium, do you become Van Damme? <laughs> I can do the splits, no problem. Hey, it's good. No. <laughs> Pick up, back up, and say hello. Why'd you go Fat Albert? <laughs> because it's in the fucking face. Chiba. Chiba, Chiba, Chiba. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the kind of fucking first drink when you get divorced for the first time. And you just want to feel no pain. <laughs> What? Jesus, dude, that is fucking oh, yeah. nasty. So you remember how we talked about the ABV yeah, on that the thing is Metallica? Strong. The Metallica was 5.7, and we talked about, or you talked about how strong it was. This is 7.7. .7. We're dead. Fuck you dude, up, imagine man. doing, like, shotguns of those. Yeah, dude. There was a, there was a dude You'd on... You'd be doing ping pong off your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> there was a dude on the, uh, when we did the last God one, he was damn. like, I only drink beers above 8.0. Oh, my whatever. God. It's like, dude, shit. We have a friend. Was named, that Mel Gibson? <laughs> we have a friend named Nate who literally will take like a mm. 10.0, like ABV, like dark ass beer, and chug it in like seconds. I've never seen anybody in my no life problem. do that. Like, yeah, literally zero problems. I think he was. I think he really is Chuck Norris inside. <laughs> <laughs> like he just beats the shit out of that beer, oh, dude. Like God. one time we went out and like this guy had like IPA after IPA after IPA. Then he had a fucking regular beer. Then he had shots, and he was like, "Would you guys like to go to a basketball time?" <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You're not talking about game. Blouses. It's like eventually, eventually he acted a little drunk, but it was it was like he's fucking Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. He's like, you see, you see, he's not a machine. He's a man. So, oh, but I I couldn't. I was so drunk by then. I was like, man, you can't keep up with that guy. That guy no. is un. He's, a he's the Michael Jordan of beer drinking. Yeah, like he has to be. And he, and he was like kind of downing himself. He's like, yeah, I used to be able to drink more, but I I have kind of. <laughs> like, what the fuck like, did you do? Fucking snorted out of a hooker's bottle. Yeah, that's like God saying, you know, I, I caused. The big bang and i've really been kind of busy you know i used to be able to do more than that i don't know I created life and whatever but you know it's just it was like jesus dude you're fucking like a superhero of beer drinking but yeah that's just strong yeah man i don't I, recommend it look i love the fancy can and i love the smooth it is it, for for 7.7 .7 for an ipa that tastes smooth as fuck yeah if your liver's already dead i'll give it a strong 7.5 what do you what do you give it oh, what that yeah that's fucking uh, no <laughs>
<laughs> I don't. I can't rate it, dude, because I mean it's just strong. <laughs> They should, they should sell that at fucking, like, a tire discounters when you get a fucking <laughs> new tire. <laughs> God, this is my favorite part of the I show. I that shit. This is my new favorite part of the show. Right? Like, you know what? We'll, we'll make a new channel called We, we Drank a Beer. <laughs> we just do a fucking beer but review. I, I'm just looking forward to, dude, how it's going to be, like, like you know, six months from now when you've tried all these so much and, like, you're not as affected by it dude, anymore. I still will. Then all of a sudden you're just going to be, like, drinking this shit, like, on the regular. And you're going to be giving, like, deep reviews on it and shit. I thought you were going to say my voice is going to get deeper. <laughs> Hair in weird places. <laughs> There was a rumor a long time ago. I sound ago. like James Earl Jones. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a rumor a long time ago that uh, that IPAs had estrogen in them. Like the floral hops. To give you titties. They gave you titties. And fucking vaginas. Like, well, that's just because there's a lot of calories in them. Oh, dude. I'm speaking of vaginas and titties. titties. I, I, there, I know this is random, but dude, this is another thing that I had to tell you about. You know those Speaking those, of vaginas those and mean, titties. Those mean tweets. Yeah. <laughs> there was also one on uh, Jimmy uh, Kimmel and I. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I like them, but I didn't want to really laugh at it because it's true. But he was like, if you are a grown man and you still listen to Depeche Mode, you need to reach gently up into your vagina and pull your balls back down. <laughs> <laughs> and Depeche Mode was reading it. I think he was I like, like it's true. Mode. Yeah, I do too. I like them. If you don't like Depeche Mode, then fuck you. I think I think you have to like Depeche Mode to drink that shit. I think you listen to Depeche Mode, uh, reach out and touch faith when <laughs> you drink it. That's true. I can see Personal Jesus while playing Clue. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. All right, uh, Halloween news. Okay, here Halloween we go. Halloween news. Guys, we got Halloween news. We have Friday the 13th news. We have more of the Batman news. So uh, get off your ass. Let's do some math, 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 <laughs> math, math. Fuck, that's going to be stuck in my head all night. Uh, <laughs> get off your ass. <laughs> uh, we have reviews for VFW. We have a review for Silent Rage, as we mentioned. We have a review for Brahms the Boy 2. Did you watch that? No, I didn't. You piece of shit. Well, I told shit. you why. You piece of shit. Well, I'm glad I didn't because apparently the fucking, uh, it's 0% on Rotten Tomatoes with like a 30 or 23% on Rotten like, audience score. Yeah, yeah dude. It's not good. Fucking, it's, it bombed. It's not good. We'll get into that though. We have a bad Myers mask to look at. We have uh, a few unboxings to do. It's going to be a good goddamn night. You guys are going to get your ass chucked dorsed. Yeah, put on your thongs and... Sing a song. Put on your thongs and let's sing a song and pick, take out your dong. Halloween news kills... Your brain cells. Yes, it does. At night. I think we already did that. Halloween kills news. He has a small wiener and he doesn't play tennis. Now you just look like a goddamn idiot. There was an article written, uh, you know, talking about uh, the Halloween kills, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I'm tickled pink. Uh, but so Jason Blum gave an interview, and he, and he basically said that not to worry, that it's not going to be one of those. Trilogy um, syndrome kind of things were Lord of the Rings. He he, he compared it a lot to Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, and I think that what he was saying was basically like a lot of people felt like they were going to have an incomplete part of the story. So like Halloween Kills would come out, and then there would be a cliffhanger. Then you'd have to wait for Halloween Ends to really tie it up, and it was going to be that kind of Lord of the Rings. Like you know, in Fellowship of the Ring, there's bigger stakes. And then uh, the two towers, then they leave it on a cliffhanger. You have to wait like 105 years yeah. to get finally to the Return of the King. It's really Return of the Jedi is the true one, but. Nonetheless, he said it's not going to be like that. It's a giant, the herpes. It's a giant scope. It's a, it's a big film, and he said it all ties together. It's a trilogy, but they're all standalone films within their own little pockets. Yeah, which is great. And I, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't think. I mean, look, Halloween 2018 stands by itself. I mean, honestly, I mean, and he said that in the article too. It's like it stands by itself. You don't need to watch the sequel if you don't want to. I mean, if you watch that movie, you're like, hey, it's a fucking great movie. There well, Halloween one, the original Halloween one, John Carpenter didn't even want to. He was like, that's great. And then, and, and then Nightmare on Elm Street. The thing about Nightmare on Elm Street, though, is Wes Craven, that 
that thing with the fucking pulling her through the, that, you know, that blow up she doll. She looked like a fucking blow up doll. It right? was a blow up doll. Like that was fucking uh, uh, Bob Shea's yeah. idea to do that because he wanted sequels. But Wes Craven was like, no, I'm done. Like, I mean, that was the story. That's it. That's over. But Bob Shea was like, hey, uh, I got this blow up doll. I don't use it for sex, but we can use this for this shot. <laughs> but and they, they used it. It was awful looking. But yeah. nonetheless, that's what it is. I never thought, though, that it would, that it would suffer from the trilogy effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I actually did a little bit, though, because... And for one, okay, so Halloween 2018, the way it ends, does it end uh, saying that there's going to be a sequel? Yes and no, because if that was going to be the definitive version and you ended it with Michael in the in the, the haunted house, in the burning house, yeah. touch that gun, I'll burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> when he was looking through the thing and the house burned down around him. You back at Queen again, you son of a bitch, I'll blow you off that boar's ass. <laughs> but uh, by the way, we're doing Tombstone next week on Revenge mm. of the Action Movie. That could have been that that could have been a definitive end if you yeah. wanted to end the series. Which thank God they didn't. We're we're all up for all the sequels. Give us all of them all, all day long. Never stop making Michael Myers. Bring movies. it all to me. But when you go back to the truck and you zoom in on Allison holding the knife, that's weird. Like that does say that there's going to be a sequel to yeah. me. I, I, it says something. Some people were like, I think Allison's going to be the killer because he had the knife and they zoomed in on it. That's crazy. Don't fuck your Rob Zombie's white unicorn. Uh, that's not going to happen. Andy Matichak. But yeah, but. So, but I did actually have that fear, and where that fear originated from was a place of bullshit. Because the place of bullshit was that fake script that leaked. Which Smells like a sewer. The way the fake script ended was there was a bunch of people congregating in a parking lot talking about what they were going to do next. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and everybody, and Michael huffing and puffing in the car reaches over, grabs his knife, opens the door, and then the movie ends. To me, I was thinking when I read that, I was thinking if that is real. That make that I hate that as that an ending. That sounds like some Michael Douglas falling down bullshit. <laughs> I'm saying this shit. That is the ending that he I think he's talking about. He feared like because that just it's not an ending to a movie. It's just like a, hey, make sure you turn in next year. Mark two. You know what? Here's the difference. You can make a trilogy. You can make the trilogy effect happen by okay. So if there's more story to tell. And you make it like that, where he gets out of the car and then the movie just ends and you see credits roll. Versus like something that's standalone, that it's like ominous. You don't know, I mean, you can make your own, you can draw your own conclusions about yeah. what happened next. Like, you know what I mean? It's not a full, like, cliffhanger necessarily. Like, at the very end of Halloween, the original Halloween, and he's, you just hear him breathing. And, yeah. and the camera pulls back and then it goes up. You know he's gone. But, it, and you know, you if he left it alone like that, you could be like, well, he maybe he died later of his wounds. Maybe he did get away. Maybe he got a job at Toys R Us. I don't know. Well, Whatever you wanted to talk about. That's the scariest. If they never made a sequel, then that's the scariest thing But it's not ending on, like, time. an action moment. Like, it's not like, okay, well, this, uh, it, you know, like, uh, into in the Two Towers, is like, now we must wait for the final battle. You know, it's not like that. Yeah, but if they had, and I do maintain this as much as I'm glad, I, we're not purists of the Halloween movie. We're glad that they're sequels because it's just so fun. But... Had they left that alone, I do maintain the fact that the ending of that movie is so fucking scary because when he's gone and you realize for the first time that he could be supernatural, yeah. then you hear him breathing and then the camera pans around to different areas in the house and the street and you don't know where he is. It's basically saying, this motherfucker could be in your living room. He could be around your babysitter's, not, your daughter's babysitter's corner. <laughs> I fought in his face. I fought in his face. Robert better not talk about fuck. What does he say? Robert better not get in my face. I'll drop that motherfucker. Jesus, Brennan. <laughs> I'll drop that motherfucker. But uh, yeah, but I, and I was actually worried about that too. And and you know, uh, basically, he's what he's saying is super simple. Like there's a beginning, a middle, and an end of the movie. Which yeah. if you want to pick that apart, you'd be like, of course there is. But. I totally get what he means, man. Yeah. Like with these Harry Potter movies or uh, with like the Twilight series, it's just like a tune in next week. Goddamn. You want a movie, man. Don't even get me started on that Hallow that fucking Hallow's End part one and part fucking bullshit. You know, I like those movies, but it, it was like basically Harry Potter took out his fucking little tiny stick and was like, let's go, Voldemort. 
<laughs> credits. And, like, when well, they, and when they do that, like you do feel it in the audience, right? Like you feel it. It doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like you're watching a really long episodic, fucking trailer, right? Or an episode on TV. Yeah, like, I mean, that, I expect it on TV. You know what I mean? But then again, I do like the Lord of the Rings. I mean, there were three films. There were three books, you know, three books based on like that makes sense. And I actually, I think that if you watch the making of those movies, like they even said, like um. I, I can't remember. Peter Jackson said that the the guys that funded it was like, well, there was three movies or three books, right? Well, we should make three movies. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, it it's okay to do it for movies like that where there's a giant fucking plot, like yeah. massive, huge, um, and you know you want to stretch them out for two and a half hours or whatever they fucking are. And he said he was he, he was open and honestly admitted that he was actually worried about that before he watched the film. And some people are shitting on that, and some people are actually also shitting on the fact that he said. Uh, it's pretty good. That was his words. Yeah, he said, what it's does it pretty matter? Good. I, if he said it was the scariest fucking movie of all time, everybody, everybody would shit on that and be like, of course you're going to say that. You own it or whatever. It's to, like, it reminds me of people are overreacting. It reminds me of that kid that's being uh, like uh, held aloft in uh, Cheaper by the Dozen through the, uh, the laundry <laughs> chute. And he's like listening to Steve Martin and them talk about what's happening. And they pull him up. like, what's going on? He's like, we're going to move. <laughs> and they drop it because they're shocked. He's like, you're overreacting. It's not that big of a deal. He said it's pretty good. Like, I mean, look, if, if I made a film... Or, you know, or I was a producer of it or whatever. I don't want to, like, oversell it. Like, I mean, it's the most incredible fucking thing you've ever seen. Next Saturday night, John Cena, a hell cage. Oh, there will be beer drinking, naked ladies, and oh, my God, don't the clowns coming from the bottom. Look, it's like, you don't want to oversell the fucking thing. He's just having a good time with it. He's like, hey, look, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's pretty good. And also, you don't know what the inflection or his face looked like when he said that. He so could have been like, he could have paused and been like, it's pretty good. That, that, and, that, and that's the same as being like, it's going to blow your Fuck like he said, like you know? he, he said, like Matt, uh, he he kind of sounded like Matthew McConaughey talking about Lincoln cars. <laughs> Pretty good. He's <laughs> like, oh, he's smooth. But and yeah, I, even if he didn't say it like that, which again, you're right, you don't know the inflection. You didn't see the video. It was just a fucking interview. I mean, yeah. you don't know. Even if he was just like, yeah, it's pretty good, and I had a lot of time. That could be pure fucking one thousand percent unadulterated fucking metallic. You fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Ooh. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Reba back yeah. a tire. Yeah. Reba. Whiskey in the jarro. What? But no, it, that it could have been. It sounds like pure fucking confidence. You'd be like, it's pretty good, knowing that it's gonna blow people's minds. And that's actually what I believe. I wouldn't have said that if it weren't for the reactions coming out of the test screening, where yeah. everybody was so. And again, because the test screening reactions were so positive, and there was literally no negativity, which you never hear for a movie this size. Some people will pick out fucking anything. Yeah. Uh, and you hear nothing but positive news. It's possible that he was trying to temper expectations a little bit. I you think know? so, and also, non, it's also it goes back to the fact that people that are creators are involved in the in the production or creation of a particular product. Like you know, they when you work on something for so long and, and you're in it and you've been there and you you know you see behind the movie magic and you've got to come up with the plots and you've got to come up with how this works and the editing and all this other stuff that goes on with it. You know, it's not like saying that. It's, you think it's bad, but you're like, I don't think, you know, I, I had a good time doing it, and I think it's pretty good. You don't want to, like, oversell it and be like, it was the greatest thing I've ever fucking worked on. I mean, I, I can't believe they didn't ask me to work on Stanley Kubrick's yeah. films. But what do you say, like, when you're in it, like, Mike and I have made skits, I mean, it's on a low, low, like, fucking low level, but sometimes we'll make shit, it's so small, it's microscopic, it's like a crab in your pants. Protection, kids. But it's like, but it's like one of those things, like, you'll make something, 
and you put it out for the uh, for the people to you know judge, and that's going to be ultimately who's the deciding factor in it. But you're going to be like, even if it's the most amazing thing, you're like, ah, I could have done that better. I could have done this better. I that could have you know tightened this. We should have done that. Or there's all these you know. So you don't even think it's like I mean, fucking Clint Eastwood, or I don't know if it's Clint Eastwood, but a lot of the actors that are in big giant movies that are Academy Award but don't even watch their own shit because they think they're terrible and they always yeah. like criticize well, themselves. Well, I, I think of it this way, dude. If I write a song, right? Because I, I like. Write songs that I'm playing for my wife or whatever. I'll tell her, hey, I wrote a song. I, you know, I think it's pretty good or whatever. But like I'm saying, if you're, you're gonna, if you write a song and you tell somebody, hey, I'm gonna play this song for you later, and they go, oh, is it good? And you know, in the back of your mind, that it kind of sucks or it isn't complete or yeah. like part of you just kind of believes deep down that it's not actually that good. But you, you need to, to have somebody else hear it. You'll go. You'll, here's what you'll say. You'll go like, no, yeah. I mean, I think, I think. I think it's actually pre I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Like I think I think it's really good. Like I th I think that there's something there. Uh, maybe I don't have this worked out or whatever. But like if you know it's fucking badass and you're waiting to blow their face off with it, like when when they hear this song, they're gonna fucking love it. They have no idea how fucking awesome this song that I wrote is gonna be. That's exactly what I'd be like. I'd be like, it's pretty good. I can't believe that. that, that so that when I played it for them, they'd be like, fucking pretty good. What the fuck are you talking about? That's the best thing I ever heard. You need to grow a beard and be ZZ Top. Uh, but no, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, I can't believe we even like have that conversation about it, though. Like, people, oh, like, overreacted to the fact that he didn't say, like, <laughs> Like, didn't, I don't know. Would you like to suck my cock, Like, it's... It's pretty good. Your fucking face, bro. So it's fine. I, I mean, it's gonna be okay. And again, like you said, the test audience, the people that it's made for, not them, but just audience members, I think we're all going to love it. I think we're going to have a great time. I think it was a humble brag, man. Yeah. it's like, And again, uh, we'll see how it goes, but I, I think that people are really overselling the fact that he didn't say it's the amazing or something. Why? I mean, why? I mean, because you also know the people that do that, right, are fucking liars at the time. Like, there's people that, I mean, Will Smith came out and said that piece of fucking trash garbage heap of a movie. After the, Earth? After Earth was, the, it was so good. It was yeah. Katie Holmes just came out and uh, said the, the boy, too, was really scary. Like, guys. Compared it, to what? Dawson's Creek? For you're me, right. the fact that he said it was pretty good, all nonchalant and chill and confident, is way, it's, it's way more telling than, than, than you think it is. I think it's a fucking, I know what I got, and you got, I don't even, I, I don't that, have to fucking sell it because it's going to sell its goddamn self. I think Katie Holmes only said that because she's still under the Scientology therapy. <sighs> It's a dark world. There's aliens inside it's your brain. It's a dark night. That hockey faced piece of shit from a lake that nobody cares about or camps at is back in the news. They one time were gonna do a TV show and a sequel to a stupid movie and it didn't happen because guess why? People didn't want to make a sequel. They were like, it's stupid. Let's send it to Uncle Sam and have him butt fuck it. You said, I said butt fuck, you got up real quick. Let me break out the... I hope you cut your little wiener off. Awards, Friday the 13th news, god damn it. Friday time. More sadness of what could have been that wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't happen. No. Because the goddamn... Government got involved. Fucking government. Uh, Mountain Dew! Lawyer. Extreme! Um, Surge. Gerald Kumar. But, uh, no, so, okay, so Friday the 13th, we all know what's going on with the legal battles for that, and something that just fucking looks cool as shit.
that came out. Uh, they released pictures of some of the props, the mask, the machete. We'll show you guys as we're talking about it on the screen right now. Came out uh, for not only the movie that was being shopped around, the Platinum Dunes film that that was that was coming out before this all this crazy right shit happened. They were going to make another movie, and they also had Crystal Lake Chronicles. Sean Cunningham did. Crystal Lake Chronicles, a TV series that was being shopped around. Originally, it was going to be on the CW, and then there was actually rumors after that because they, they chose Riverdale over I would, Friday the 13th. Here's the thing. Immediately, when I said the CW, when I read that, I'm like, no. No. Nah, dog. I'm good, dog. I'm not going to have that. But that's, it'd be better than we have today. It, well, it'd be something, but it'd be like some woke piece of fucking trash for, like, Jason really yeah. doesn't know if he's really Jason or... I don't know, uh, fucking Mason. <laughs> but I did hear from somebody that after the CW chose to do Riverdale instead of Friday the 13th, that it was rumored that it was actually possibly going to be going to Netflix, which would have been fucking... That's the place dope. for it to be. Yeah. And like, the Crystal Lake Chronicles is a cool idea for a show. Like, it makes sense. Kind of like what I what I was thinking when I was when I was reading it. I was thinking more along the lines of maybe the Bates Motel or something like that. Maybe yeah. showcasing a lot more of a younger Jason and... You know, I didn't want to make it like too like you know days of our lives soap opera kind of shit. You know, where it's like, well, he's bullied and and all this stuff, and obviously it leads to this, and that's what happens. And mommy was good, a good cook. I don't, I, I didn't want all that. Make but, them I mean, somebody. but then again, I was thinking, well, it would have been cool to see some of this, and then moving like what happened when Jason was growing up on his own. You know, yeah. and then maybe you see his dad, or, or like I don't know. Like I mean, there's some well, cool stuff that they could have played with. One of the canceled scripts actually really went into Jason's past, and they gave Elias, his dad, a big part yeah. in it, and the mom a big part in it. Uh, there was a uh, one that was going to be directed uh, by uh, uh, David Bruckner that was going to come out. Uh, the movie. Uh, so, so what these two props are from? They're from the Platinum Dunes movie that was going to come out, and the Crystal Lake Chronicles that was going to come out. My favorite, I think, of the whole thing is the like almost teenage Jason. It, was that going to be in the? Platinum Dunes movie. I don't know which one's which. See, that's what I, I, I was confused. Because if the young Jason was going to be on the, the Crystal Lake Chronicles and it was on the CW, you know every time they showed him, it'd be like, I'm just a teenage dirtbag <laughs> I was thinking simple plans. I'm just a kid yeah. and life they, they is would do a it, it would be like fucking Smallville all over. Like a yeah. bully kid that grows up with superpowers. But I am happy the CW thing didn't pan Yeah, out. I didn't want that at all. But again, I, the, the Platinum Dunes movie, uh, again, I, I don't, like I would really have been interested because the mask and what they had going for them whether or not they were going to go based on what they had done with friday the 13th the a remake 2009 the yeah. 2009 one or and and use the same guy that guy was fucking amazing too Derek mears Derek mears man and use Derek mears to come back and play jason which would have been great those designs look a little bit like Derek. i mears. know and that's what i like and i would have been okay with that timeline um i don't know it's that's a really interesting like idea though if they had used that I, I don't think that they would ever use the young prop though. I mean, if they, they got like a flashback maybe moment, yeah, yeah. but not even then, like that would make sense though. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't really see them. It, it, that definitely felt like CW shit. Yeah, I, well, there was there, and there's there's a grown looking Jason. There's almost a teenage Jason. Again, that's my favorite. That one shot of that one head that's all like waterlogged looking. And it's almost clear. Like I just want to touch it because you know it feels like ooey gooey gumdrops when, no. when you squeeze. It feels like mm. gummy worms. Good. Um, but, uh, you know, and the mask is something else that they show, too. Now, I don't know which is which. I don't know if the mask was going to be on the show or the movie, but Soda uh, is the name of the uh, FX company that was doing, and they were doing some work on both of them. Uh, and it's amazing that they got this far. Like, they were really going to do some shit, man. Yeah. They were making some real shit, and it looked good as hell. They had the machete. I love the way the machete looks, because the machete has those ruffles have ridges. <laughs> 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 those are ridges <laughs> yeah, in it, man. And it looked cool, but the mask... 
Uh, what did you think about the mask, man? Because it, it looks like the, the eye shattered outwards from the eye. Like maybe he got hit right there and it shatters out like a windshield. The only thing I have against that is if you've ever broken a Jason mask, and we've broken at least two, mm. they completely break. So there's no shattering to those I, masks. I, I don't know. It looked like fucking... T-1000 when you get hit with the liquid nitrogen. <laughs> and it was all broken up. I, I mean, I, like, that mask has been through some fucking... I, I didn't mind it. I'm glad they didn't go into a totally different direction with the mask because I was afraid of that. That You know, a certain company's get a hold of it and they were like, oh, let's just redefine the whole thing. I'm glad they didn't do that because I, I, I point you to Scream. The TV show. They, they wanted to change the iconic mask and make it plastic, you know, we're going to be in heat with Val Kilmer. And again, was on a non-R-rated platform in MTV yeah. and so of. I'm glad they did that. Having having the shattering effect on the mask and using that and lighting and, and having it bloody like that, it makes sense. It's been through a lot of fucking garbage for like garbage juice and fucking seawater. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know, like I, they, they didn't have the, um, you remember in uh, Friday the 13th, when Jason goes to hell, it was literally almost fucking gone. Yeah. Like, it was broken up fucking bad. Like, his shit looked like Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Then he only had some of it. Did it regrow? <laughs> Did he just go out to, a, like, a shitty, like, uh, flea market and pick one up that shattered? Uh, I, you know, I, I... Which is possible, because it's just a goalie. I, I don't know. It, it, depended on, it depends on the storyline they were going for, either way. Yeah. But it looked cool, man. Like, and it sucks that we never got that. But hopefully yeah. this shit gets worked out pretty soon, and... Well, they're selling this off, by the way. This stuff is for sale. Yeah, which is pretty dope. It's cool, but it's like, so that project is forever gone. Like, they're not going to ever, you know, use those uh, those little pieces ever again. Yeah. Hopefully, we get a real actual movie, though, made, and um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, well, what I want to see, dude, if I could have my druthers, what I'd really love to see would be a sequel to the 2009 Jason, because I think that movie had some really good shit yes. in it, and I would love to see them do it in the snow, which I know... Your that, tits are so juicy, bro. Uh, the dudes from Womp Stop Films are doing a sequel, or not a sequel to that, but they're doing a Jason in the snow, which I would just love to see that. But I would love to see a sequel to the 2019 film, yeah. uh, if they can work that out. Uh, who knows what the hell's going to happen with it. Uh, and by the way, I want to give a quick shout out to our brothers over at Slash and Cast, because they do amazing job covering this Jason stuff. If, if, if uh, Jason is to them what Halloween is to us, so, and they're awesome fucking dudes. So definitely check out their channel. I'll throw a link down below to their channel. Um, but uh, not so good on uh, keeping promises to meet up at the karaoke bar. Mm, but I still like them. That's true. I yeah. still like them. That's true. I yeah. love you. It's a really good point, Jay. I love you. Maybe I'll just edit this part out. You fucks. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Keep it in. Yeah, there was. I want you to hear it. They were supposed to I be was crying for karaoke after Scarefest. They didn't show. Actually, I totally understand that. I called, that's I, well, it, it was an awkward conversation anyway. I called you guys, and it was like I was drunk. <laughs> it happens. Dude, I called him. I realized that he texted me and told me he wasn't going to make it, but by that point, we'd already gone to the karaoke bar, sat in the Taco Bell for, for two hours with uh, Garrett, and then uh, made it all the way back home. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm shoveling Taco Bell in my face, and I was like, it's cool, dude, it'll be fine. And then I looked at the text the next morning, and I'm pretty sure none of it made any goddamn sense. But yeah, well, yeah. I, cool dudes. They were nice guys. Question for you guys please comment down below where would you like to see when all this shit gets sorted out if you could have anywhere in the franchise any movie uh what would you like it to be for me it would be a sequel to 2009 because i think they yeah. were on the way to something good there yeah and that's what i would i mean i yeah 2009 all the, all the way yeah and then you don't have to worry about the origin story and all that shit you can just go with it but who knows who's gonna have which rights and whatever to work it out i don't know i'm just a fucking guy as on a couch telling a girl that he loves her Dude, God, no wonder you're fucking gonna be single. What is the line like? I'm just a guy in front of a girl. I'm just a girl in front of a guy. I don't remember how it goes. I'm just a girl telling another girl out of her. I don't remember how it goes. I don't remember. Kiss me. But, um. Luke, I am your father. 2009. Kiss me. The, uh, the, the Friday the 13th is the best. I mean, as long as I don't ever go back and try to remake the first one, 
I think you're golden. Yeah. Which so. they may have to, depending on who gets rights. Who fuck knows? <laughs> find out. Boobacaha. The Lake House. Keanu Reeves. Batman. Back in the news. Robert Pattinson in the Batman movie that's coming out later this year. I don't know why you do that every time. You want to, what are you gonna do? You wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Batman. Batman! Anyway, Robert Pattinson was spotted on set, but it wasn't Robert Pattinson. It was a much more handsome man with bones and thick skin working out. Muscle. A statman. His bat suit was revealed. And he had a Batman motorcycle. A Batman motorcycle, Michael. You're rich. Why do you need a Batman motorcycle? Just get it over. Have your old ass man Alfred drive you around, for God's sake. And the next piece of news. Holy bat attack. Rachel! Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Yay! Robert Pattinson. Guys, by the way, I did read... Uh, I'm okay with Robert Pattinson being Batman. I, I'm actually excited for it, but I did read this thing that was pretty funny. It was like, he's the worst vampire ever. It took him this long to turn into a bat. <laughs> I was like, yes, it did. That's pretty fucking yes, funny. Yes, it did. Um, so, okay, so Robert Pattinson, there were some leaked photos that, that popped up showing the new Batman suit. It's not, by the way, so everybody gets this clear, it's not the actual probable suit that they're going to use in the movie movie when it's got that nice, like, a cinematic sheen to it. It's the stunt suit. But it looks fucking good, dude. Like, I, like even the stunt suit looked good. It looks cobbled together. It looks like something that Batman would put, to, you know, in his garage with with poor old Alfred, like listening to "Hello Darkness" by his friend, <laughs> and, and having it put together. And like, dude, the cow looks good. It looks real, like, like fucking buff. Like, it looks like um, like it, it, as soon as I saw it, I, I thought of the best of the be best soundtrack. He's like, put yourself to the test. Be the best of the best. I don't know. It, and he's on a warpath, dude. There's no choice. He's gonna, oh, yeah. He's got a Batman cycle. <laughs> Actually, and okay, so people are shitting all over this. But you, like you said, man, something you have to remember of this, and we'll put up the pictures and stuff right here while we're talking, but I saw people online just going, like, railing against this. Why? About how shitty it looked and whatever. And a, a lot of it comes from, like, look, a lot of people are saying, and I understand a, a little bit, but a lot of people are saying, lay. <laughs> but a lot of people are saying, look, Batflix costume was fucking perfect. Yeah. We went from this to this. It looks good. But you have to realize, guys, you have to realize uh, this is year one, year two, something like that. It's like, yeah. It's, 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 it's him in, in his beginnings. That, that, Batflix, Batflick was, he already had his shit together. He'd already established. I seen some shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I got underwear. Yeah, and on the outside of my suit. Not just that, not only, and it wasn't Robert Pattinson in uh, at least most of the photos that you saw, it was it was a stunt actor who, by the way, looked nothing like Robert Pattinson. No. Uh, he looked closer to Ben Affleck than he did, but he needs to get those bat brakes checked. Like you said, <laughs> he fucking, <laughs> fucking fell hard, dude. dude. Okay, real quick, we all, since you mentioned that, we got to talk oh, about that. Oh man, I was so embarrassing. The, the video man when he's riding, and the, you see the, <laughs> you see a video, and he's riding with a supposedly Catwoman, I'm guessing, but he's yeah. he's riding, and you see because it's raining, and they're in Wales or whatever, and the, and the tire starts to slip, and it's like, oh fuck, and then the next minute, you know, he tries to. Stop and he fucking slides yeah. off and falls over and the camera just cuts off. It's fucking hilarious. That reminds me of somebody that like that was like, I've only had four beers. It's not a big deal. It's like someone was shouting while I was uh, riding the bike for cross. They're like, hey, what's the difference between me and you? He's like, I'm not wearing brake pads. Especially the fact that the goddamn camera guy was like right there. 
<laughs> and he was like, oh. Like, so you saw it coming. Because like, like, you know he was like zooming in on that shit. Like, I finally got up and was like, bitch, can you please delete that? <laughs> Alfred, I don't have any bricks. I got a Stepney. Uh, Alfred, Stepney. Uh, yeah, it was, it's funny, but you know, it's he's a stunt guy. You know, accidents happen. It wasn't, thankfully, a bad thing, but you know, it was funny. But Matt Reeves should have ran over and be like, why do we fall? <laughs> <laughs> to get better tires. Uh, it should be a fucking Goodyear commercial. Yeah, it should be. Uh, but yeah, um, by the way, I, I also, again, the whole people getting mad, the fact that the, the costume looks the way that it does, and then they're, they're comparing it to the, the Batfleck thing, it looks more like, it, like, again, I think we talked about this in the last episode, I don't remember, but uh, Batman, in this stage of his crime-fighting career, is still unsure about, you know, his own abilities. So, it's going to be a lot more armored, he's not more secure, he's not exactly, I'm, I can't take a knife fucking... You know, if God's got it, what if he shot me in the face? Like, shit like that. Like, he doesn't want to do that kind of stuff. So, he's going to be more protected and go out on the street until he learns maybe more, be more comfortable, then he wants more movement. Like, again, and it goes it goes back to the Arkham Origins video game that came out where he's fucking literally armored up. Like, and it was his first year. It was his first time out. And so, he's got, like, more of a, maybe a confidence issue. I mean, the first time you get in the bed, you're not going to fucking be knowing what you're doing. Well, dude, look at, look at, okay, so, uh, look at Casino Royale. One of the fucking coolest things about James Bond's Casino Royale is that he was still new to it. He got his ass kicked. He was double O six. He was he was fucking up a lot. He was getting his ass kicked. He didn't kicked. have his double O. It was rough. It was gruff. He wasn't as smooth to it. Now Batman Begins did this a little bit, but yeah. a lot of that was done training with Ra's al Ghul. Uh, the death does not wait. Um, but uh, it, you know, a lot of that was done outside of the field of action. Right. What we what would be cool to see is a Batman who's going out there trying to fight villains, and he's kind of getting his ass kicked a little bit. He's not got the suit all the way together. It doesn't look all the way put together. We have I haven't actually seen that much of that, and I don't know if they're going to go with that or not, but again, I want to mention and reiterate something you said. A, this is shot during the day, yep. so you almost never see Batman during the day, number one. Number two, we don't even know if they're actually filming the movie during this scene. They could literally just be doing test shots to see what the bat cycle looks like and what that shit looks like and doing that. It could have... that. They could have not been filming the movie at all. Or it, might be, it, might, it might be something that's cut. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah. And, and then Ben Affleck himself has said how badly that fucking bat suit looked when he got dressed up for his kid's birthday party and he's standing in the bright sun of a noon sun in the backyard and it's fucking... <laughs> you dress as Batman, dude. It doesn't yeah. matter. It was like, at his kid's party. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it was his kid's birthday party. As cool as it looks on screen, I mean, if you're standing out in the middle of the fucking blazing sun and you're like, fight <laughs> it doesn't look that fucking good. You look yeah. like a Power Ranger. But nonetheless, uh, I think it looks great. The only the only um, thing that I maybe criticism that I maybe or just what I personally had wanted was maybe it's just me. I just want that the old days back. I want the fucking like bat ears to be higher. Like I want them to be taller. Like that's the one thing I noticed too, is that the helmet and a lot of people were complaining about that with the ears and the helmet. It did kind of look kind of funky. Like yeah, it's like a bit. it was like I asked for a four. Motherfucker, you gave me a one. It's like when you go like at the bowling, shop and they're busy and you can't find the right ball. Yeah, know? it's like it's like I look like a potato. But yeah, but, well, it's just I just want the fucking tall wings. Well, you know, the tall ears. Like I want the I want the literally I want the Tim Burton fucking tall ears. Dude, he, he kind of the, the the helmet that he was wearing kind of looked like like this one. Like remember when oh, he yeah. crashes fly, into fat the ass, yeah. like, Fly, fat ass, fly. I think it I, almost looks like that. And it's fine. Like I mean, it's not bad. Like I know people like the short ears and that's that's cool. I just I, I just thought it'd be cool to have the like they're more intimidating to me. It's like well, you got those. Spikes coming at you. What if they went in your butthole? The well, chest? You fucking, like, and again, that could just be his motorcycle helmet. 
Oh, also, dude, I don't want that to happen. He, I don't want him to switch shit out. Like, he's like, oh, I got to take my motorcycle helmet on. Oh, by the way, the motorcycle was very, very, very... Uh, and, and if this is going to be in the early stages of Batman, that makes sense. But the motorcycle was very, very skimmed down. Literally, it looked just like a black motorcycle, and he just put, like, two hooks on the front Yeah, of it. I didn't... But I, I, I kind of... I kind like, of it's not special. It's not like... Okay, but for instance, Batman Forever. Did you see that fucking Batmobile? Where it, like, had the slits in it, and it was glowing and shit? That Batmobile was dope as fuck. And look at look at some of the shit you got in that. That motherfucker's saying, like, I can kick your ass and go clubbing the same <laughs> night. But, like, it, it, it literally looked like you just took a motorcycle and you put the bat thing on the front of it. But at the same time, I got a bit... I think it looked kind of cool. It not... But, but it's, it's stupid because it, if you wreck though, you're just gonna lay them on those spikes and kill yourself. I don't you're know. Gonna I, I'm yourself. just thinking like, why do you need to like? And the, I, I know what you, I get it. The, the bat cycle, I get it. But why the fuck you gotta put a, a, a goddamn? Why you gotta advertise yourself like that? <laughs> it's like you're a fucking startup company, and you're like, I want people to know that when I'm on a motorcycle, <laughs> it's about branding. It, it reminded me of Adam West. The yeah. Bat cycle. Does the motherfucker have sharp repellent? <laughs> I still oh, no, liked it though. It's, 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 it's like kind of cool, but it's like, I, like just drive a motorcycle. <laughs> well, you gotta be all flashy with it. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I did read in the same article uh, talking about the leaked photos uh, of. Uh, <laughs> the motherfucker slid, fell down. I can't get did. over, dude. I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, he did. Sorry, go on. Uh, but uh, in the same article, there there was mention about uh, about how much more unadorned the the suit is and much more basic than the you know in the article it said the Christopher Nolan. Batman suit, where it was, it looked more adorned, I guess. And so, well, like, oh, well, yeah, again, it, it, it more functional, but it had like some more designs on it, and like it just looked yeah. more like a bat suit. I like that. I don't want uh, the Matt Reeves Batman, and especially if it's a year one or it, when he's first starting out. I want because he, why would he? Like, he would be putting shit together. He'd be cobbling it up and making it up as he goes and, and seeing what works and what doesn't work. Now, be and fair, they did do that in Batman Begins. I do remember, yeah. you know, there was that scene, yes, and, and he was thinking about how to fucking make the suit. But again, I, see, that's where, I, I love the Nolan series. Like, Nolan's great, but I, was, I feel like it was being more telling, like what they're doing with the Matt Reeves, like the show that, you know, it, it's fucked up. You know, it's it's not gonna look that yeah. good. And again, I, I, I wanna reiterate, I know that they did the start of stuff with Batman Begins, and they did it really mm -hmm. well. Uh, like, like when he had to- You should watch your footing. He had to change the suit up because of dogs, because of this or yeah. that. I realize that stuff, but I'm talking about Batman fucking up in the field a little bit, mm -hmm. like like James Bond did in Casino Royale. I think we're gonna get more of that, just, I'm just, just a pure fucking guess. But ultimately, again, I, I do see the flaws in the suit. It's not perfect looking. The flaws in the in the uh, the motorcycle. Uh, this, the idea of it is, is pretty made. I, I still love. The I like chest. the. I, I just I like, like armored Batman. I just like armored Batman. Yeah, I like the stuff on the arms. I love the shoulders. The cow is a little bit kind of funky looking, a little bit. But again, I want to reiterate, this shit was leaked. They literally could have just been like, "Hey, go get Bobby from down the street and yeah. and, and put some of this stuff on film. I just want to see what it looks like." So they just went to a graveyard, which, by the way, it's pretty fucking dope and goth as shit to have Batman driving around on a motorcycle in a graveyard. Like that's some fucking I goth shit. Visit my parents. <laughs> <laughs> but also, by the way, um, what was related to the uh, the Batman thing? Um, it's not oh the Ben Affleck stuff. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, we could talk about that too. The, well, the Ben Affleck thing. Uh, he recently came out in an interview and, and they were asking him about why he decided ultimately to leave the Batman role and what happened with the, the script that he had wrote that everybody was really pumped and excited about. Pretty much what he says, you know, uh, Ben Affleck has been going through uh, substance abuse problems for a while, especially with, you know, in the article mentions that the Jennifer Gardner, the, the divorce that was happening in the public eye and all that good stuff, and, he, and he's admitted he's an alcoholic, like that's what he, you know, that's what he is. And he said, but ultimately he lost passion for the, for the role. Like, look, the thing is, 
And, and we're all Batman fans. Like everybody loves fucking Batman. Everybody loves their you know their heroes from when they were kids. But sometimes, and I include us, we are brutally fucking assholes to these people. I mean, they're human beings, and that's a huge burden to put on somebody. And I think Ben Affleck was an amazing Batman, like fucking one of the best I've ever seen in my life. But you put too much unnecessary pressure on him, and like it's like, hey, I, I can't do this. Like I, I just can't do this. And the thing is, and he and he recognizes that Justice League was a kind of fucked up movie, like. And why wouldn't it be? I mean, you have two fucking directors, have two different visions, and and you're pulling, and you you have this this uh, alcohol problem that you're dealing with, and then all this other bullshit, and then you have, you're you're reading tweets, and you're all the other the comments, and that's the thing. You probably think like, well, they don't care about them because people, you know, they're huge celebrities. But I'm that role is so massive, it means so much to so many people. Of course, he was looking at it. Of course, it was fucking affecting. I mean, you could you could clearly see that in his interviews. So he said he had to walk away from it because of how badly it was affecting him. Yeah. And and I, and I do like the quote that he said. He, he said he had this script and he thought it was good and he liked it. But he showed it to a friend. He's like, man, you're gonna relapse if you make this. You're you're going you're gonna drink yourself to death. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna drink yourself to death. Walk the fuck away from it. And he did the smart thing. Yeah. And he and he, and, and again, I think ultimately, what you, when you look at it, if you're not passionate about it and, and, it, and it may put you in a position that you don't want to be in, where you could relapse into something that's terrible. Walk the fuck away, and yeah. that's what he. That, yeah, and that's good for him. That, that that makes Ben Affleck more like Batman in real life than fucking Batman. Fuck yeah, well said, man. I, and I totally agree with that. And, and I think that that's the thing is like, not only is he already Ben Affleck, he's one of the biggest stars in the world. But when you're doing Batman, look, look just look at the response to that little test footage we got. Yeah. Some people going fucking crazy on it. Like you're Batman, you got you got all the shit going on in your life, and you're playing one of the most notable roles of all time. And everything you fucking do is under a microscope. And if it sucks, people are just never gonna. They're never. Gonna gonna not mention that to you for the rest of your life the amount of pressure that he has to be under and i love one of the quotes he said when he was talking about uh uh if you're a compulsive person he was like if you're a compulsive yeah. person and you have alcoholic tendencies you no know, i respect the shit out of him for the entire thing and and look at what he's doing with this movie that he's, have you guys seen the trailer for the way back dude yeah Fuck, I, that I was, was gonna bring that up and, and because you can see his own pain that's literally injected into yeah. that movie because I only saw an extended part of it just recently, but he's an alcoholic in that too, yeah. and he has to pick himself up. And, and I love that. Like you only get a brief. I'm, I'm fucking on day one. Want to see that movie? Because he's like, you, they they don't they don't respect you until they've been there, until they know what you're going through, and you've been do. Dude, I'm telling you, that movie's gonna be a fucking sleeper hit. I'm telling yeah. you, a lot I showed that to Katie. I can't even watch that trailer without crying. It's fucking like, amazing. It's just from the fucking trailer, man. But look what he's doing now. Instead of doing that, he's going and do. He's doing something that 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 he's really passionate about. That speaks to him. That's got to be cathartic in a way from him. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about these people like we know them or get really. In all honesty, like none of this is anyone's fucking yeah. business. But he recognizes it, and instead of hiding from it, he's going out and saying, and he's 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 honestly an inspiration to tons of people. Now imagine how many people are dealing with that. And they're like, fuck, I mean, look, it's Ben Affleck, it's fucking Batman that's dealing with this too, and he's open with it, and he's talking about it, like, you know, it's it's a fucking disease, and it's horrible, and it's a terrible thing, and fuck, I just want to say this real quick, because I doubt many people watch this video or even like that, because y'all are fucking cool, but... The fucking people that are making fun of him for it and shitting on him for him can suck a fucking dick. Big old You're fat a one. piece of shit. And put it in your ear. And I hope you hate every fucking Batman movie you see for the rest of your life because you don't deserve fucking Batman because that's exactly not what it's about. But you don't deserve Batman. That's the thing. Uh, I, I, yeah, and just to tag team on a little bit of what you were saying at the very end because I don't want to talk about it forever, but. The fact is, you you imagine how hard that is. I mean, uh, to give up a character like fucking Batman. You know what I mean? Like it's it's Batman. It's every kid's dream to be Batman or something, or, or to play that part at some point, and then have to be giving it up. Not only from 
you know, fan abuse, because I'm, I'm sure he suffered enough of, of fan abuse. I mean, especially I, after I, Justice un, League, ungodly. It wasn't his yeah, fault. Ungodly amounts. Yeah, that was fucking your toy boy Joss Whedon, fucking Mike, Brett Michaels bullshit that he was doing. Anyway, I, I still like Joss. It's okay. But it was also the fact that he was suffering from an illness that he knew that if he kept doing this, it was going to be worse for him. So he was like, I got to step out of the spotlight. I got to do my own thing. And I'm not interested in playing anymore. So he's like, I'm going to give it up and to another actor that wants the, the part bad. You got to be hungry. It's like fucking Rocky. You got to be hungry for it. I mean, he wanted to be hungry, and he's not. That, he's not that guy anymore. And and he also gave Robert Pattinson. You know, he's like he's a great actor. He's going to do well with the role. So that's yeah. awesome of him. And not just that, dude. He didn't. Just, he didn't just like walk away from it. He didn't just go, okay, Justice League. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes didn't like Justice League, so fuck no, it. Yeah. He held on to it, man. And you could tell that it meant something to him because he, he wrote the fucking script. Yeah. He got all the way through the script. And first, he said, okay, I'm just not going to play Batman. I'm going to direct it. Like he tried to give it a little bit, and he tried to cut off a little bit. He tried to do as much as he could. You could tell he held on to it for as long as he mm -hmm. can before he just realized, uh, like. Like what his friend said, like this is bad for me. I have to walk away. And just massive fucking respect to you. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, that's amazing. I, we're not butt lickers of the of the Affleck uh, fashionable mill at all. Even though I would totally shop there, but if he was manager, but I, like it, it just it's really respectful. You know, when you see somebody like it, you got to give them props. You got to give them respect for that because it's hard to walk away from something you put a lot of passion and energy into, especially if you wrote a script. And I'm sure there was a lot of pre production planning and all this stuff was going, you know, you know his way. Um, and then he's like, look, I gotta, I, I gotta leave or I'm gonna die. I mean, that's just the way it works. I mean, I, I'm gonna drink myself till I fucking have no liver or my heart's gonna stop or some bullshit like that and I don't wanna go out like that. So I gotta respect it. The, the last thing I wanted to say, uh, moving off from the heavy shits uh, and lifting it up a little bit uh, from, uh, I don't know if you knew about this. Um, well, we knew about this. Um, there was a recent article, uh, or was, I think it was a tweet. A lot of people were tw tweeting out and talking about the Joker. Uh, not... Joaquin Phoenix Joker, but who they want to be their next uh, incarnation of the Joker because mm -hmm. of the Matt Reeves movie coming out. You know, Matt Reeves, the the, the Batman's going to have quite a few villains in it. Um, they were talking about William Defoe as Joker uh, as their next incarnation, and I got to be honest, and that's what the article that I I had it's not a very long article, but just briefly talking about it was that William Defoe would be a great fit as the Joker. He's got the crazy. Look, he's he's able to to bring a maniacal kind of sense to the to the to the uh, the role if he got it. And, and unfortunately, we're probably never going to see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in the Matt Reeves Batman's yep. universe. I would love to see that. that. I think the Matt Reeves Batman universe would be perfect for Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. But if you're going to pick one. William Defoe is probably oh, number not, one with the bullet oh, hole. Dude, look at all the fan art that's coming out over the years. I think and he looks like for it. And the only thing I'd be worried about is that I'm, I'm just going to see fucking Green Goblin the entire time. You know, and it's a, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, yeah, but well, I mean, it's great. true. But also, but William Defoe had said um, uh, he was talking about the '89 Batman movie, and he's like, you know, they approached me at some point uh, for the '89 Batman Joker. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's uh, well, it wasn't like a big deal. Like they didn't like yeah. give him the script. They had just said uh, one of the guys that were working on the movie is like, you know, you have a really uh, the the bone structure of your face and the way you smile it's would pure actually comic book would actually look yeah. like what they were you know were going to go for. He said ultimately they didn't offer him the role. It went to Jack Nicholson, but he was approached as Joker in the eighties. Uh, and I, honestly, yeah, dude, uh, we somebody was like, this is what somebody I was like, dude, that could fucking happen. Like I don't know. I'm just saying. At some point, you know, Joker's going to be in the, the in the Batman movie and in, in the Robert Pattinson Batman because you got to have him at some point. 
they've already got a great uh, list of great villains to harass Batman's butthole, but at the same time, they know that Joker is the guy that everybody's going to be wanting to have him face off against this new Batman. Yeah. Now, this was one guy was saying is like, how about at the end of the Matt Reeves, the Batman credits roll? You have a bonus ending. And you see William Defoe casts the Joker sitting in a cell laughing at Arkham. Yeah, you know what uh, I mean. It, and, and, it, so, and, and what if Matt Reeves had already cast him just in secret? Yeah, but I mean, and I also think though, I, think, I hate to say this, but I think William Defoe would have been the perfect Joker to Ben Affleck's Batman versus. He would have been great because he's older, and, and like that Batman version was older, so yeah. that would have fit perfectly. Where this one's a little bit younger and starting out, when the foe might be the only thing you might be say against Too old. Is maybe a little bit old. Like you could see it, you know, underneath the makeup or whatever. My dangles, my testicles touch the water when I take a poop. And what if I flush them? Feel it in my blows. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I, well, maybe, yeah. but I'm just saying it was cool. The idea that you know the fact that it's possible that we could have some secrecy in there and like maybe. He would be cast, be cool. but at the same time, a little too um, marvelous for me. I, yeah, like also, having him laughing in his ale, like as an extra scene. Like I want to go well, away also, from that shit. Well, they also kind of already did it, uh, and I don't want I don't want this movie to be a Nolan. I want it to be its own thing. Nolan did it at the end of Batman Begins when they gave him the card and it was Joker. Yeah, and also yeah, so they didn't like, do it with oh, Joker, shit. but they did it at the end of Batman vs Superman when uh, Lex Luthor was in the jail cell. Yeah, well, I, at well I mean specifically though, the Joker. Literally, the the thing when he was talking to Gordon and he gives him the card yeah. as Joker. Yeah, it's literally the same. Same thing, so yeah. I wouldn't want that. But yeah, it'd be cool to William Defoe being Joker. And that, anyway, the only thing, uh, the only reason why I brought it up is it was mentioned in conjunction with that article. So that's your bat news, bat nipples, bat sighting. Correct. Yeah, they are. Bing bing. Turkey's done. You can get milk off those. It's stupid, Mike. Goddamn force powers, idiots. Star Wars, Wars of the Stars. I thought it was Star Trek. Captain Kirk, based on your fucking mask. Those are for later. What I got the red one? My goddamn Schwartz broke. What? what? So that concludes our top story. <laughs> uh, just a couple little news. And her name was Cassandra. Cassandra. Uh, no stairway to heaven. Oh, denied. Bogus. <laughs> so, uh, Star Wars. There's Star like Wars news, play. man. <laughs> There's a little bit of Star Wars news. Uh, they, Why not? They, they are developing a new Star Wars property. Oh, I thought you were going to like, a little bit of Star Wars news. They're actually developing a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. I still haven't seen the new one. It's all right. The Last Airwalker. By the way, I will say, before you get into that, it's a shoe. Uh, the news who's... Uh, do you know, this is true, uh, that John Favreau, you know, he's working on The Mandalorian with another guy, I can't remember his name. Apparently, they fucking booted or barred Kathleen Kennedy from being on the set. No shit. Yeah, they were like, you're not up on here, bitch. You ain't got nothing to do with season two. <laughs> like, she was in there for season one, but they're like, no, 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 we're going to do our own thing. We don't want Kathleen Kennedy on it. And also, also, I don't know, it's picking up steam. They're thinking it's going to happen. George Lucas is coming back to direct a movie. That's a straight rumor though, right? Uh, but I said it's picking up steam. I mean, there's no, there, there obviously is no concrete thing, but there's a lot of rumors and a lot of people are pointing to the fact that yes, George Lucas is open or interested in the idea. And, and I think he might. I mean, I, because and it, they, they said he's been hanging around at the, uh, on the Mandalorian set when they did season one with John Favreau. And he had like a whole sequel trilogy and all this stuff. Kathleen Kennedy has fucking nuked the shit out of the property of Disney. 
Like I, I, the Star Wars Disney. Yeah. Anyway, but, I mean, I, th that'd be crazy. It'd be like, okay, fans, what do you want? Because a bunch of people were like, get George Lucas off of it after the prequels. But now, after they've had this like retail version of Star Wars come yeah. out, everybody's probably like, I don't know, maybe George Lucas should come back. Man. Yeah. So, so what? We got George R. Biggs, but I don't want American West and Star Wars bullshit. <laughs> That's a question for you guys down below. Given the the the, the last trilogy and the solos and Rogue One, I, I did like Rogue, Rogue One. Was awesome. Uh, and I like and Solo is not even that terrible of a movie. I, I didn't even care enough to watch it, which is crazy. And that's the thing. When you, I think that speaks to, just from my perspective, that speaks to Star Wars and where it is as a whole. The fact that I would not, and I've never been a huge Star Wars fan, but I've always been from afar, like, geek to see the movies. Yeah. Like, and I didn't even go see this last one in theater. I finally got to watch it. The thing about Solo is, is that Solo literally in a lost money. It's a fucking Star Wars movie, yeah. and you, you, you flop the movie. It's Star Wars. Like, well, how do you do that? Not even that one. I'm just saying, like, the, the, the last part of the big trilogy, The Last Skywalker, yeah. I didn't even go see it in the theater, which is crazy crazy to me that I, I didn't even have that much like I want to see it but I just didn't even care enough to go to the theater but uh, that's a question for you guys down below given the transgressions of the past few years would you like to see George Lucas come back to do another movie or do you still want him to stay away I, I, I'd be okay with you I'd be movies. interested in seeing him do it I, I, wanna, I like I wanna, a comeback story get that man a purple lightsaber I would like to see what he did like I mean I really would I mean, especially now that he's seen what they've the, the stumbles that they've made yeah to, to have a guy to, to bring it, I think he could. I mean, the fact that he would be able to do a trilogy with George Lucas directed and writing it, I think that would be enough to get people to be like. I don't right. think you want to give him a trilogy though, because he's a little bit wish washy. Like, I no, like, he would like, do the trilogy, but I just I think maybe that, he does one and then he gets tired. No, no, no. no he never. He wrote. He would write them all. I mean, the only yeah. he, he gave Ivan Kershner in Empire Strikes Back, but he was sick. So like, yeah, he had a heart attack almost yeah. in the, after the first one, but then he did Return of the Jedi. But either way, yeah, I mean, he's the only guy. You can say what you want about the prequel trilogy. I mean, I don't. I liked Revenge of the Sith. A lot of people fucking hated it. I get why you hated it, but I liked it. Attack of the Clones and uh, Phantom Menace were pretty much garbage, except for Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, and uh, Obi Wan. Darth Maul was dope as fuck. I know he was great. Got the double bladed. But also, uh, but the thing about those movies are at least they they had a, a congealed kind of feel to them. They felt like an actual storyline. Versus the new Disney-led yeah. Star Wars trilogy, but maybe that speaks more to studio involvement in Disney is. than it does. It those just feels movies. like a broken up piece of garbage that they don't know how to fit together because they don't really fit together. The Last Jedi and versus like the Force Awakens don't have really have it. Just it's they're, they're all over the place. They're trying to pan the fans too much. Like they're trying to it's just the Marvel DC conversation. DC for a while was trying to, to pander to fans and do what Rotten Tomatoes wanted to do rather than do an art of their own. I'd rather I'd rather than know. pander to us though. I don't I hated the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was fucking garbage, bullshit, horseshit stuff. Well, we liked it okay at first though. I know, and then once you go back and watch how much yeah, they, the they, they how they disrespected <laughs> the, the Skywalker thing, come yeah. on. But anyway. the, the the actual news that has come out is that uh, they are doing a new Star Wars property, and it's going to be uh, directed by the dude who did a movie called Slate, which Ooh. I didn't see or Slate. I don't know how you say it exactly. Slate. Uh, and uh, the writer from the Luke Cage series. The only the only thing is is that they haven't said whether or not is this going to be a Disney Plus series or is this actually a film. And given the fact that like this director has one. Well, sort of well-known movie behind his credit, and the other guy did a TV series before. And Agents of Shield. And Agents, another TV series. I'm going to be willing to bet that they're giving them a TV series on Disney Plus and not an actual yeah. movie. That's just if, you, if you're a betting man, that's what I would bet on. I would imagine. Well, because Bob Iger in the same article points out the fact that they think that he fl they flooded the market way too much. They did, and they did, and he's like pretty much 
TV is where it's at right now for the Star Wars property, which is a total smart business move because The Mandalorian is like a great show and it's doing really well on the small screen versus the big screen where there's a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a lot of a lot more things that they have to do for it. Under pressure. It causes, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, could also pick up in there. I, no, I, that just reminded me of like uh, another meme I saw. I was like, "Do you well? Do you work well under pressure?" And he's like, "No, but I could do Bohemian Rhapsody." I saw that. Yeah, that's funny. But um, but it did out Yeah, silver screen kind of adapt adaptations of Star Wars at this point with what they've done with everything else. I I, I think the TV shows where they're gonna go. I mean, for sure. I mean, yeah. what I want to see and what I think would fucking totally, totally fucking redeem yourself here. Is either do one or two things: either make a Knights of the Old Republic on on a Disney Plus. I think people want that. Or a movie, and yeah. I'm telling you why. You said it a thousand years before the fucking bullshit. Uh, you know, Star Wars and Emperor Palpatine and Luke Skywalker. You said it a thousand years before that. You show the Jedi Civil War. You show brand new characters. You create a new universe within that, dude. It would be so fantastical. Fucking yes, I want it in my sack all the time. But Disney Plus, you take it and you put it in his sack. It's gonna feel good. Let him hold it in his satchel page. It might be an operation, but either way, it, it would be that, that that's what you got to do. Like, I mean, and, and if this is the unnamed property, what if it is not, uh, Kotar? What if it's something like that? And putting it on Disney Plus is a, a smart ass move. Like Balzini's mm -hmm. enjoy. Oh, that's for you. Something that actually gets me really fucking tight in the tank is uh, wrestling news. What's going on Motherfucking there? Motherfucking wrestling news. This is crazy. So you know The Fiend, right? Mm -hmm. Really exciting stuff going on with The Fiend. It's one of the coolest wrestlers going on Hey, today. he looks like the guy that my ex-wife fucking cheated on me with. <laughs> it does! <laughs> um, Fat frienders. <laughs> I do like The Fiend, though. He's cool. Yeah, it's badass, man. I, I love him. That, that that match he did at the, at the last wrestling thing, uh, the, the Royal Rumble, was really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. It's really exciting. It's an exciting thing for wrestling. He's a really cool character, but... Right after it just looks like a like an upscale like suburbanite that gets mad when their fucking latte is not ready on time and he turns into the fiend because Mary's like he has a, his own separate personality. Yeah, yeah. He said, "Where's my mocha latte bullshit? <laughs> you spilled my mocha chino." Uh, but uh, yeah, so the the fiend uh, Goldberg's come back now. Ooh. Goldberg and he just did this Breathe interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin that was just dope as shit. It was yeah. a fucking awesome interview and it was really interesting. It was nice to see a personable side of Goldberg because all we know of him is this unstoppable fucking spear force, you know. And he was he was so unstoppable during our years watching wrestling. But to hear him talk and about how he got into it and stuff was really cool and added a whole other layer to Goldberg. And uh, his comeback a couple years ago was really cool, man. Mm -hmm. To see him come back after all that shit and be back in the ring again, but out of fucking nowhere, man. Uh, Goldberg's back, and his first fight is going to be against the Fiend. It's going to be awesome. Is that too soon? Is that too much? Too soon? No, dude. Because I think what I think that WWE missed a huge, uh, like a huge opportunity with Goldberg when when they absorbed WCW. Yeah. Uh, what they did do with him was that he was a phenomenal wrestler, and everybody loved him. He had all this momentum going in to the WWE after the WCW was folded into him that they could have I think that a lot of people were saying like that bullshit match that he had in WrestleMania I don't remember who it was but they said they could put him he, they wanted him against the Undertaker uh, it was the Undertaker yeah, yeah they, was that who it was against he, yeah he fought the Undertaker and lost no but there was somebody else there was somebody else that the main event they said that he should have fought and it would have been an amazing match because they were both on their fucking like the well, I know he fought Brock Lesnar it wasn't Brock Lesnar. I know it wasn't Brock Lesnar, but it was somebody. Maybe The Rock. It was somebody like that. They were like, but it was his career was white hot at that point, and and it put. Oh, you're talking about old back. Of the yeah, day, I'm right? talking about. Oh, okay. I think it was Undertaker. It was like a WrestleMania. It was some WrestleMania, and they said that instead, I think Hunter Hearst Helmsley fought him Triple H, and it was a bullshit match. I don't. I don't remember. There was something they fucked up on the on the character of Goldberg. 
And, and, but he could have been like some mega mega star in the WWE. But they didn't like him because he's from the WCW. That's what it was. Yeah, it was so. pretty much us against them kind of mentality. But now him fighting the Fiend in the in the upcoming uh, match, uh, it's cool. I mean, but it's almost feel it. I, I want to see it for sure. But it almost feels like it's too little, too late. Well, you know I, what I mean? Because he's still he's he's in great shape. Bill Goldberg is still Bill Goldberg. Well, he's I mean he's already come back a couple times. Though, I know, like, but it's like but now it's like has your star kind of faded a little bit? Is your undies a little bit pinker? What's crazy to me is they're going to bring him back out of nowhere, and his first match is going to be against the Fiend. So I don't think this is going to be a, a, a longevity situation. I think uh, to me, I think he's going to come back for one match. So it's like, what are you going to do? Like, who's going to win? Because the Fiend's up and coming. It. He's got the, the Fiend's up and coming. He's got the belt, right? He's yeah. got that that crazy fucking looking belt or whatever. He's going to spear him so hard. He's going to make these both personalities one. I don't know. The only thing I can imagine that Vince McMahon's going to do is that they're going to have Goldberg come in and get dismantled by the Fiend yeah. to to add lore to the Fiend's career to Maybe. push him up to the, to uh, even further, make him a little bit more scary, a little bit more unstoppable. But it surprised me that Goldberg would come back just to do that. So I'm fascinated with this. I cannot wait to see this match, and it's actually happening on a Thursday. It's next Thursday, February the 27th is at the pay-per-view? 27th at the Super Showdown. I think so. It's one of the ones that they're doing. Uh, uh, How much does it cost? I don't know, but with with the monthly thing, it's nine 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 a month, and you can watch all the pay per views. That's Ooh, what I've been doing. I gotta get we should that. watch that shit. Dude. I gotta get that. We should actually live stream watch that. That'll be fun as fuck. But anyways, Goldberg's fighting the Fiend. I'm excited as shit. How do you guys feel about that? Because again, we're very casual wrestling fans. I watched uh, just over the past couple months. I've been watching just the pay per views. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, you know, uh, it's it, I've been having a fucking great time with it. I, don't, I just don't have enough time to watch like the NXT and all that shit or AEW yet. Haven't had a chance to get into that. But the fact that they're bringing out Goldberg to fight the fiend who's like really fucking rising and is like one of the major stars i just don't know what you're gonna do with that it's crazy i usually watch the aba yeah american, american basketball Association. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh so uh the last piece of news we have to talk about really quick is wrong turn six get the fuck out of here the foundation Pick your ass up off the couch and move away from the goddamn screen. The, this, I'm not. I don't. Well, no, listen don't though. This, this actually, I give this. I, so here's the, here's the backstory between us and this. We just a couple months ago did uh, a show we call Man vs. Movie. So bad. Where we watch the entire franchise in one sitting in one day and then do reviews after it. Uh, all the commentaries. Someone stole my forgot. <laughs> Don't like, touch my fucker! That's how you felt when you left. But yeah, uh, we what we did was we sat down and in one day we watched all all five Wrong Turn movies in one in one day, and then we did reviews we of Matt like Reagan from The Exorcist. It, it, was, it was bad. It was fucking it awful. It was bad. But we put uh, all those commentaries, by the way, are on our Patreon in the link below if you guys want to listen to those. And we did a video on it, just watching us deteriorate <laughs> through the day it was and so get bad. more pissed. I drank some bloody berries. It was a crazy oh. day. But uh, when they announced this, everybody was like, "Oh shit, guys! I know you fucking hate this." And I did at the time. But the, here's the thing. No. Uh, our buddy uh, Michael White. Ah, Michael White. Uh, is, is, is actually friends with the director of this, uh, Mike Nelson, who was the director of the movie we just reviewed, The Domestics. Mm. He's the guy who's actually doing this. Sweet. Our other buddy, Damien Maffei, is oh, going to be in the movie as well from like Strangers Prey at Night mm-hmm. 2 and from Haunt is going to be in it as well. And it's a reboot. He's a great guy, but he seems like he never talks when he has that mask on. <laughs> but it's weird. He's a stranger to us. It's interesting <laughs> because it's called The Foundation and it's a reboot. And apparently... Uh, what we're being told is that they did a test screening for it, and the test screening was wildly successful, much like the Halloween. What's it called, though? The Foundation. So it's not. So there's no like number. It's no, no. It's a reboot. Oh, it's a, okay. It's a reboot. So that gives you a little bit of hope because you can kind of go back to the beginning, and it's written by the guy who did the first one. Mm-hmm. So you're going back to that. Plus, the guy who did the Domestics was a really underrated film. It was, it was really a great good. movie, yeah. Um, and the fact that the test screenings are really positive. Now I'm a little bit excited in my Ganges, and I want to watch it. 
How do you feel? Uh, it's like watching a volcano erupt and you were like underneath You're of it. You're still like, scarred? Like in Pompeii. <laughs> like you were in Pompeii and you didn't get like fucking turned to ash, but now that it's cooled off, you're like, you can come back in here. It's not active anymore. You're like, I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but yeah, okay. I Look, The Domestics was a great movie. Like it actually was very underrated and it was, it was well written. It was tight. It was solid. Uh, but, God. It still hurt. I'm tired of making wrong turns. This is too much. I'm tired work. of making wrong turns in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a chance because the guys you mentioned that's working on it that at least gives me some kind of hope for it. And I'm not saying the wrong turn of the series. Like some people love it, and that's great. A couple of movies were good. Yeah, you can love whatever you want. I mean, you, high titty counts. Yeah, a lot of boobies. We counted the boobies as we went through the movies. By the There's way, a we had a booby counter at the bottom that just every time it says titties, it pops up. <laughs> we should have had like a like, areola, areola. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's you know, areola alert. It goes to everyone's phones in the area yeah. when someone but, takes off their top. So you guys can like whatever you want to like, and, and like I said, there are genuine people that love the series, you know, and love it for what it is. But I just, God damn, it's. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's wrong turn. It's man. like lost. It's like we've got to go back to the island, Jack. I'm not going back. <laughs> uh, she's dead. Leave her alone. Uh, I feel like I feel like what's in the hatch? The I goddamn feel, hatch. I feel like Jeff Goldblum when he's like injured in Jurassic Park. He's hanging out in the fucking back. And he's like, it's like play play God. Play, but hey, you gotta play God. They did a test screening for it, and you know it's not on a level of Halloween, so maybe not everybody's talking about it. But again, the news is apparently test screening test screwing screws. Sex. It was an orgy. The test screenings were wildly successful, so that's a little bit of hope. Plus, if you get a chance to check out the domestics, that director has it's some chops. Yeah, that guy's that. got a future, so. Cool. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. That's how you get it rolling. Next up, we got movie reviews. Goldbug Bill versus The Fiend. You know what I say? Michael! Bill Goldberg is taking on The Fiend next Thursday. Come here. Michael, come here. Listen. Goldberg is... Mike. This is why I like to watch. God damn, I hope you died of it. So new movies that have come out this week. New movie reviews that Jay didn't fucking see. He's a piece of shit. I hope that he eats spaghetti and it's bad. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I can't even blame you that much. But you, I know you gotta go see the Invisible Man next. Oh week. yeah, I mean, I, I want to see right. that. But yeah, so how am I gonna see it if he's invisible? <laughs> <laughs> fucking shut up. Fucking god damn it! I left the fridge open. Shit. Can we close the fridge? Yeah. Thanks, honey. We're gonna sit here awkwardly and stare at the camera until it's done. About goddamn Tom! Done. Make me some meatloaf! Turkey sandwiches! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I love you. I'm the cooler. <laughs> you. Uh, okay, so Brahms. <laughs> Time to review the new Brahms sandwich. Fuck yeah, candy. It's got the meat sweats. It's also got candy. <laughs> Brahms the boy to. Was candy. Michael Jackson in this? No. But. Okay. <laughs> Shit fuck, man. This. This fucking movie. Let me tell you something. So I had never seen The Boy. I watched it that afternoon before I went to go see this movie. And The Boy, I found... Well, thank God you got rid of your ice cream truck. <laughs> you don't want to see The Boy. <laughs> Stop. Oh. Um, we'll talk about... 
that movie when we get to the section of the show called what we watched this week. But section. I love the ending of it. it the, the, the surprise ending of that movie lends itself to me to if you wanted to go into a pure slasher sequel territory, that would have been dope because I really like what happened at the end of that movie. I thought the, the, the villain was fucking scary. I thought it was really great. And to me, the perfect thing to do with The Boy 2 would have been to just have a straight up slasher sequel, get away from all the doll shit and just follow up with what you had going with The End of The Boy. No says I. That's not what they do here. And I, it, this is going to be a very hard movie to talk about without giving away spoilers, but I'll do my best, Jim. I'm just going to, I don't care. Like, I don't think anybody else does either. It's like, honestly. You wouldn't think, dude, because honestly, when I went to see it, I literally, opening showing, 7 p.m. Thursday night, went to see it, was the only person in the theater the entire time by like, myself, which I appreciate, but I can't wait, dude. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when they're scanning through, calculating their ticket sales, and they go to the theater I was at, and they're like, how many tickets did we sell? It's like, uh, one. We made seven dollars and eighty-five cents off this movie. But in Lexington. he came everywhere in the theater by himself. <laughs> he Pee Wee Herman the fuck out of it. Could have no. if I wanted to. The thing is, uh, I'm not. Never mind. I'll talk about that later. Because I mean, the boy. It, like, oh no, I will say this again. I saw a quick little snapshot of it. I, I don't know if it's true or not, or if it, if it's changed. But a zero fucking percent. Okay, from critics. Yeah. And it was like a, a low 20-something percent for audience score. That means people that are literally paid to go see a movie were like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to take a fucking... I'm not going to get paid this week because I would rather fucking, I don't know, uh, shit out coals Honestly, than go see that. And I don't blame... It wasn't the worst movie I've seen. It may be the worst movie I've seen this year. Uh, probably a little bit worse movie, than though. The Grudge, which was previously the worst movie. It was an hour and 26 minutes. Yeah. Didn't feel like that. Felt like more like an hour and forty-five. But in this movie, you've got Katie Holmes and her husband and, the, and, and their son, and there's an attack uh, on their house that happens at the beginning of the movie, and they decide because they're both dealing with it emotionally, they decide to move out to the country. So where they move is they move into a guest house right behind the place where all the shit oh, happened to the boy. Uh, he finds uh, he finds the, when they go out there, the boy stopped talking after What's that. Our goddamn leasing agent, just three twenty one. Just like in uh, us, the boy stops talking after the event. Yeah. He finds the doll there. They bring the doll back, and all of a sudden, that's where the, the I won't go into any spoilers. There, stuff starts to get weird with the doll. The whole thing with the first boy movie is that you thought it was going to be a generic, stupid haunted doll movie. Yeah. Which, by God, that fucking genre, it has to die. Let it die. Oh, goddamn lie. The evil has to die. You're not allowed your last time. Let the evil Stay doll buried. genre fucking die. I know Annabelle's doing good, but Jesus Christ, well, there's no more room. I would, well, I, I'm going to argue one little uh, extra point here, though. I'm going to go for the three. <laughs> XFL. I got, I got two seconds left on the clock. I'm going for the three. Uh, the new Chucky. It was good, yeah, but that's Chucky, you know. Like, there's no room for new. It's like in Cable Guy when he, when he, when Matthew Broderick's trying to like break it to Jim Carrey, like in a nice way. He's yeah. like, I don't have any room in my life for a new friend right now. It's true, you know. But also, I would also argue that uh, Puppet Master was all right. The newer one, but it's it was dead. Cheesy, yeah. yeah they're making straight to DVD. Anyway, shit. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm done with the. I'm done with the doll conversation. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Overall, but I was interested in this because, again, they could have gone slasher. They could have done something really, really cool with it. And But you watch the trailers and you're like, wait a minute. When you watch the trailers, it doesn't Did make I any sense. Did I fall asleep? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, so, But the movie is bad because it's one of those movies where everything that happens, literally, 
And it even has multiple scenes in it, and I hate that it's been overdone so many times in movies where eventually someone goes, I'm gonna get online and check this out. Uh, and then they do the Google scene, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, and they look at all the old newsreels, and then they have the realization, and that's that's when they finally explain the plot to you. Did it actually show Google, though, or was it like some made-up word like Blue? I don't remember, but it was like Google. Yeah, that's what they did in the darkness, Kevin Google. Bacon. They yeah. just made up some shit. But yeah, it was one of those movies where they lead you along, and the, and the doll's creepy, and creepy shit keeps happening. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. There's a grounds who seems kind of weird and walks around with his gun all the time. They lead it up as a mystery and nothing... Is that Dick Cheney? Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> nothing quill fucking happens. Uh, uh, I don't know quill. Uh, I don't even know what a fucking quill is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Nothing happens for a long time in the movie. But you're thinking, okay, in the first movie they did this. They they, they creeped it up a little bit. Nothing happened. And yeah. then they dropped the bomb on you. And it landed. And it landed pretty good. Uh, it, it's just a generic fucking horror movie for, for 80% of it. And then when they try to land it, they they just disregard everything from the first movie. It Like, literally, uh, I explained this... They, they, they did the liar like, like saddle, 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 saddle. <laughs> Forget it, saddle. In the arms of one man, seven. Yeah, whatever. Saddle. But uh, I literally, uh, my daughter watched, uh, uh, my 10-year-old watched The Boy with me before I went to go see this. She didn't go see The Boy 2 with me, yep. but she watched it. And when I explained to her the plot and I gave her all the spoilers, she literally, on her own, as a 10-year-old, was like, that doesn't make any sense because this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. I'm like, it's amazing that my 10-year-old daughter can tell me why this fucking plot doesn't make any sense. But movie writers in Hollywood who are getting paid all this money can't. Literally. Maybe she should be in charge. <laughs> That's an aliens, Bill Paxton. <laughs> the movie doesn't make any fucking sense at all when you connect it to the first movie for like 17 different goddamn reasons. Yeah. They end up they end up doing all the shit you thought the first movie was going to be when you thought the first movie was just going to be a generic doll movie with a stupid twist and, and they surprise you. This movie went back and they were like, we got you. We're going to fuck it up. We're going to fuck it all up, and we're going to make it that shitty movie that you thought the first movie was going to be. They totally ruined the ending of the first movie. It sounds like a Valvoline oil change. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, you're going to change your oil, but you know that your tires are really bad right now, and also your your filters are awful. Maybe uh, upgrade a little bit and get something more. It's like, <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Of course you don't. That's why we're going to give you this discount. They tried to do like 18 different things at the same time. Yeah. It was like it was like that scene in Talladega Nights where he, he sponsors his car so much that he has Newton's on the windshield and you can't see anything when he's driving. They threw the horror kitchen sink at the end of this movie. They're like, they tried to reach from seven di several different genres and throw in all this history and all this shit. And it all bogs down to if the mom had Googled correctly the first time she Googled the situation, she could have found all the information she finds at the pivotal scene in the movie. But she waits till the end of the movie and she Googles it and then she finds the history. And she, she realizes it all in five minutes, right as the climax is happening. And then there's one moment at the end of the film. <laughs> That's... Where, right when the climax is happening, usually when a girl was like, I shouldn't be with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what, and that's a, that's a perfect uh, analogy because there is a climax in the movie that happens. And for a second you go, oh shit, here it is. Here it is. They're going to fucking, they're going to, they're going to. They're going to change things. Ooh. It's a comeback in the fourth quarter all of a sudden for just a second. And it felt for a moment for like, and I mean it like two minutes of the movie, uh, that scene at the end of Hereditary where shit goes wild. And oh, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. That, that was insane. There was a little bit of that going on for just a split she second. She banged her head on the ceiling? No. <laughs> but something happens, and they go a, a completely different territory for a second, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's actually really cool. 
but you know in the back of your head that like the rest of the movie makes so little sense that it's never actually gonna land and then five seconds later they drop the cool act and they go right back to the dumb shit there's literally one good scene in this movie and it's freaky as fuck and it makes no goddamn sense but it's still cool looking and uh, almost says that doll had a butthole mouth if you've seen it you know what I'm talking about he had a black butthole as a mouth but it's so cool for a second, and then they completely shit on it. And then the end of the movie goes late, uh, early 2000s horror movie when they're trying to like lead it on to something else, and it's just awful. Movie's fucking terrible. The story was made by a drunk guy making an omelet in his kitchen. I'm sorry, him, just I, throwing I had nothing shit to do. And it's it's bad. I give it a 3.5 out of 10. Don't go see it. Maybe red box it if you're really interested. Um, how many uh, jump scares were in it? Uh, you, you know what? There's probably this three. Is Three jump scares like in the movie. Hardcore jump scares. One of them being the classic, oh, it was just the pet jump scare. One of it those. one of them was a fucking dream sequence. Mm. There's like three or four things that happen, and you're like, oh shit, something's happening. No says I. It but was no, a fucking dream sequence. But no like uh, turtle head pokes out of your butthole kind of fucking jump scare. It um Honestly, the, there's a, the scene in the like, trailer. Like, 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 you know, when you're in gym and you're doing the jumping jacks and you fart a little bit. No, got... it got me, dude, because I was I was supremely chilled out again. I was alone in the theater. Yeah. I sat. I always sit in the row that's in front of the handicap section, so you have the rail. Right. And I can just put my legs up on the rail. You farted. And I'm no, I didn't <laughs> fart, but I was sitting there and like honestly, like, and it's the scene from the trailer, but it happens, and I went oh, <laughs> and like kicked my leg out because it scared me because I was so comfortable. Dude, I always hate those things. Well, I was I was thinking like I always got the fart scared jump because it's like. When you're like you're you're totally not expecting it, and you didn't even know you had to fart. Like you didn't even know there was any kind of thing brewing. You're like, <laughs> so, you know, especially it always happens when you're on a date or or something, or you're with your girl, and you fart, and it's not one of those like normal farts that'll go away. Like that's just instant no smell. It's yeah. like always one of those hot farts <laughs> that come out like it's like hot snakes. It comes out real quick. It's a, it's a screaming demon, and it comes out, and you're like. Oh man, because you know it's gonna like be wafting. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's that thing, and your legs are kind of wide anyway, so it's really affecting everybody. That's what those jump scares I fucking hate because yeah. those are effectively. Done. I thought it might have one or two of those in it. Like, yeah. it, 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 two of the jump scares got me, and they ended up being completely pointless towards the movie. But they got yeah. me just because I was so relaxed. So the movie sucks because it was so boring. But yeah, the movie sucks. Uh, but the worst story I have about that dude is one time when I was in like seventh grade. Yeah, uh, I was playing basketball at my house with a couple friends, and the girl I liked was over, and she was just sitting in the grass watching us play basketball. And you know when, oh, when you, you play, me this. Yeah, yeah, when you play sports in front of a girl that you like, you know, you you, you want to do good or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I I crossed this dude over i get around him i i, I go hard in the paint and i, I go up to, I, I laid him but i was so excited when i jumped up i let out a fart on accident <laughs> and i was like like what happened i don't understand Dude, I, I still get like uh, i still get like that i was at work uh and huh? i was like no it, it really happened to this is like yes uh, two days ago i was at work and i was i was clowning around and being an idiot or something. I don't know what I was, I was making a joke about something, but I, I got really excited about, and I was laughing hard. And I do it was loud, it's funny. it was audible. It was like auditorium loud. And I know they heard it. There was like two, they, they were all girls in the, in the pharmacy. And, like, and then I act like nothing happened. I was like, anyway, so you know, I was like, uh, my first car was a Miata. Like I, I just tried to come up with something and they were all like, 
Like, they... You, you can know, tell they knew? They, oh yeah. Well, maybe not... The guy 2B knows! No, get him! Get the, him and rape him! The one tech didn't, but I definitely know that my manager did. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was loud as fuck, dude. And it was one of those, like, uh, low rumbles. You yeah. know you couldn't contain it, but you know your face went... No, <laughs> no. When it came back, went, <laughs> dude, because I, I got an extra uh, hip in my step when I did it. I was like... Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those cartoon things where you're like, ah! and then I start talking about something else to try to distract from the fact that I literally just farted. It was loud, and I I didn't get. It. But it, it, that's what's your worst fart story? Comment down below. I got, I, we got plenty of those. Most embarrassing. I shit my pants. I'll do that. Great. That's the worst story. I think we save you, that for another day. Oh yeah, we'll tell you those stories. There's, there's plenty. Those happen all the you time. You don't want to know about it. that's for Patreons all. <laughs> so um yeah, let's go into. We'll, don't go see the boy. Also, in headlining news, Jason Blum says, Lord of the Rings sucks hobbit dick. Next up, we have VFW. Now, this is for our friend Patrick. Appreciate oh, you, man. man. Cool guy. Fucking awesome. Um, and VFW, it's on demand right now. It's a straight-to-VOD horror movie that just came out, starring Stephen Lang from Turkey Based Central. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. He was the turkey based No, dude, guy. Stephen Lang, dude, not just that. Stephen Lang was also in Avatar yeah. as the main bad guy. And, movie. and Ike in Tombstone. He was Ike in Tombstone? Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Shut up, Ike. Fuck me. Yeah, it was fucking Stephen Lang, dude. And also was up for a little while for the possibility of being Cable. Yeah, I do remember I that. I would love to have him be Cable. Anyway, yeah, it's it, it's like uh, the Expendables meets uh, gory-tasticness. Meets Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, it does definitely have the John Carpenter vibe going through oh, the whole God, fucking thing. Yeah. Dude, even the music is John Carpenter. Like, I, mean, oh, I know it's not John Carpenter, but it feels like John Carpenter. And, and when you watch it, it's like, damn, dude, this is... I'm, I'm kind of digging it. But it's John Carpenter-ish. It's, it's, it's a straight-up nod to Assaults on Precinct 13. Not only in the plot, which we'll get to. I'll let you explain the plot here in a second. But I just want to say the opening of the movie is literally, it's so hardcore John Carpenter because the, the credits take forever. And it's got that it, John Carpenter score. It's not him doing it. But it's a John Carpenter-ish score. And it's a slow opening credit sequence. And it's really cool. It's did, nice it, and nostalgic. Like, I thought that well, the opening credit sequence, did it remind you of Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. when they have, like, in 2016? And they have, like, the fucking... Uh, the, the scrolls text and Judge Dredd too. And Judge Dredd, yeah, I was thinking the same. I was like, "Fuck, this is badass." Yeah. Woo! I want to watch this VFW, standing for very fine wieners. <sighs> anyway, so pretty much, I don't even know what year this takes place in. Like, uh, honestly, I can't remember. It, it seems like timeless. It, it kind of feels. Is it the future? They say in that opening scroll. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. That. Okay, so there's this new drug on the street called hype, and everybody's hype. You know, it's it's run by Flavor Flav. <laughs> The greatest hype man of all time in association with Don King. Uh, so this new drug, uh, it's an anth uh, um, an antiphetamine? Amphetamine. And, yeah, whatever. I don't know if that's it or not. I, I it's something like that. It, it's, it's, it's a new form of drug. Fuck you up, man. <laughs> it's a new form of drug. It's called hype. Everybody's hooked on it. It, it you know, makes them do crazy shit. There's a, uh, a gang. Pretty much they look like... Uh, Every fucking they they look like roadies that used to work for Van Halen, like every, they, it's like they, special K. They like leather jackets and their bellies are hanging out. They got spikes on it and they they look like they haven't washed in three days. And nice it, Return of the Living Dead type feel. Too. It did. It looked like that. Um, they look like John Travolta's old Grease days. And it's cool because they hang out outside of a broken down movie theater. Yeah. So they do, so they're you know those are the gangs and there's one particular gang that is has a specific set of skills. <laughs> uh, they have uh, a giant portion of this hype. And these motherfuckers that are addicted to hype, 
is in like what they do is that they're like worse than fucking crackheads. They're crackhead times ten. Yo, got any of that hype? They're Luferingo times ten. Um, on the other side of this, contrasting it is the uh, character played by Stephen Lang, and I can't remember the one guy. I love him though. William Sadler's in it. We, no, not William Sadler. William Fred Sadler's, Williamson. Fred Williamson. Fucking dope. Fucking Fred Williamson, dude. And uh, you know he's been in so many things, but what I always remember him and love him for is fucking uh, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, I love him in that movie. But he's in it as well. So these old and vets, the bad guy from the Karate Kids one too. Yes, dude. Yeah, it was great too. Uh, they, so they're all vets from Vietnam, Korea. They have their bar. They're picking their friend up, where Stephen Lang is being picked up. Uh, picking up Fred Williamson and, and moving on to their the bar that he owns and they're going to be celebrating his birthday. Uh, what happens, uh, long story short, they get there, they're having some beers, they're, 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 they're talking some trash to each other. This one girl steals from the bad guys. She steals some hype. She's hyped herself and she runs to the bar and they get brought into this mess of goriness, uh, Fantastic stuff that goes on afterwards. Like that's pretty yeah. much. It's not. It's not an overly an, an intricate. Super plot. simple. They, yeah. They decide to protect the girl because she steals all this shit from this guy, all this money and all this hype from this badass fucking uh, drug dealer dude. When you say they stole all, all his hype, he, they stole his reputation. <laughs> you stole my hype, man. You stole my reputation. It's like, it's like when we make a video with someone makes the same video. Like you stole my hype. <laughs> you stole my Halloween kills hype. I'm gonna be, but, I'm gonna be blasting you on fucking Variety.com. <laughs> But yeah, and so they, they make a decision. They're like, you know, and it, and it was really cool. A couple of moments that they had there where, uh, you know, the the bad guy from the Karate Kid was like, no, just give her back to him. And that way they let us go. And they're like, no, she walked in here and she, she asked for our help, and we're, we're it's our duty to help her. Yeah. So they decided to protect her. But basically, you've got the, this group of vets in this tiny VFW bar, who, and we'll get to all that. They're awesome fucking guys. They're, they're all they're great, hilarious. Yeah. Um, but you definitely have the assault on Precinct 13, where the guy comes out, and, and it's just like uh, uh, dread. He comes out and he gets on his intercom or whatever, and he's like, "She just stole this from me." He was like, "Whoever finds her and kills her will get a lifetime supply or whatever, a huge supply of this drug." So all these junkies are coming out of the woodworks, and there's like hundreds of these. these they're like zombies. Yeah, they're basically much like zombies, zombies. Yeah, because they're all fucked up on the drug. They all attack. They look this. like the people that I see at the pharmacy all the time. Those goddamn gap heads <laughs> on Saturday. I gotta have something with my natural life. <laughs> so you got a small group of dudes holed up inside this bar, trying to protect this girl and trying to uh, save their own lives. While hundreds of these junkies attack them, and that's your fucking movie. But it's kind of weird though. Like I loved all their interactions: uh, William Sadler, Stephen Lang, Fred Williamson. They all, and the guy from Cheers, the big guy. I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all great. They all have like this good, like honest chemistry together. And even the new guy that pops in—that's a returning vet from the recent wars. They they kind of include him in their group, and that's cool. I, I did like that. That was like fucking awesome. Um, it was just. It almost felt like though. Um, not Fred Williamson, but um, Stephen Lang didn't even like to be friends with him. He was like, <laughs> he was I, he's grumpy. Like, yeah, he was always like, he's like, but he was the leader too. So yeah, and then there's also like some stuff like Fred Williamson was talking about. Um, it was kind of gross. It was like, damn, something about Bush. <laughs> I, was, I know it was like, damn, because he's like, he used to carry around toothpicks by the hundred just for that reason. I was like, ah. That's the thing. The opening of the movie, like the first 20 minutes or whatever, it's a short movie, but the first part of the movie is literally, you don't even know what's going to happen yet. It's just these old dudes hanging out in this bar and enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Just like old friends. They, they they recognize the most exciting part of their life was fighting in these wars, and they sit around, they tell their war stories, but they've all got specific, well-written, awesome characters yeah, and personalities. Great. But the best scene is when he's, because their, their whole plan, and they mention it several times, it's kind of like in Die Hard 5, even though that movie sucked. 
when the entire movie Bruce Willis was like, I'm supposed to be on fucking vacation! Uh, that's kind of what it was, because the whole idea was to take, take Stephen Lang's character out to the titty bar afterwards to see this this girl who was the daughter of this chick he used to know or whatever. They wanted to take him to the titty bar for his uh, for his birthday. And the entire movie, when all this shit's happening, they're like, I just want to go to the titty bar, man. I do, like, I do like, also, it's funny, because uh, Fred Williamson is holding up the magazine, and he's like, how do you get it so smooth like that? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. And, like, and that one guy's like, lasers. He's like, lasers, of course it's lasers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very, the, the opening of the movie is very Clerks-ish, mm -hmm. and, and the way that it's just a bunch of dialogue scenes, like not, not Quentin Tarantino level or anything like that, but they're all just dudes hanging out and the first 20 minutes you get to know each character you get a little bit about them and their humor and the, the it totally it's just it's the best part of the whole movie dude when fred williamson's sitting there and he's looking at some porn and they're they're talking about it and he's like he's like why did she and they, they say pussy a lot and he's like why did she shave her pussy he goes, he goes what gives her the right to shave her pussy and the, and the other dude's like he's like he's like well it's her pussy man yeah. and he's like how they do this like lasers Thing, no, it's fucking hilarious the whole so, time. I, we don't want to give away the entire movie because it, yeah. it's actually a, a, a decent flick for you to check out. Like, there's a lot of over-the-top action violence in it. There's a lot of gore. It's it's old-school gore. It's like a grindhouse kind of feel to it. It's got that sheen of John Carpenter going throughout the entire film. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. There are some corny elements to it, of course. I mean, that's what you're going to get. But it's it's got so many great actors in it, though. I mean, these, these guys are fucking legit yeah. awesome. Uh, like, there's one... Uh, and the bad guys, by the, by the way... They're not really fleshed out bad guys. They're pretty much a generic bad guy, like from Death Wish or something like that. You like, you know, they're they're gonna show up. They're gonna be big baddies. They're gonna have leather jackets on with spikes on them and and say, "Your mama's so fat, she sat on a quarter and a booger blew out of George Washington's nose." Like they're gonna bad say, guys could have been better. Yeah, yeah, they, they could have been. I mean, they're not bad, but they, they even got the generic. Like they got the the main guy, and then they got the super kind of attractive chick that's like all into fucking swords and shit, and she's got like. Stockings that look like goddamn share from the 1989. If I could turn back time, you got the Andre the Giant guy. You got that guy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's whatever. Um, but it's their chemistry, man. Like that's really what drove the movie. The chemistry yeah. between all those dudes, and it was it was really it was really fun to see that. Um, but then there were parts of it that I was like, oh god, uh, like it was just like. The, Let's just go as much bloodletting as we can get. I want to. I want to really. You know, we got we got fucking five fucking vats full of blood, fake blood. We got to use them yeah. in some way. So let's create a scene that we get to do that. There's one scene with William Sadler and a and a like a chainsaw or like a saw blade. I'm not gonna give it away, but it's like. Nobody yeah. would stand there for that shit. It's not gonna happen. It, like it almost felt like uh, Dead Rising Part Three or something. Yeah, that, that, that was the thing. Like literally in that scene, I, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I thought that while I was watching the movie, that scene to me was just I was like, come, okay, come on. Because like, the whole idea is that there's hundreds of these guys attacking and they're yeah. breaking down the walls and it really is like a zombie movie. But he runs out with a saw and like literally they just stand there and let him go to him. Like the, the, the bad guys just stand there and he's yeah, just like, like they're ah, zombies. Ah. Like, they're, like, well, I didn't want to give it away like specifically, uh, but it, it makes no sense. Some of like, them have junkies guns and they just don't use they're them. They're junkies, I get it, but they're not zombies. Like they wouldn't just stand there and let you fucking cut their goddamn intestines exactly. out. But also on top of that, <laughs> I, get, I cannot, like, and, you know, look, everybody was great in it. Stephen Lang's amazing. William Sadler's amazing in it. Love William Sadler, man. But dude, Fred Williamson steals the movie for me. Like, he dude, does. like he really is like, the best part of the movie. And like, I like that they let him shine and that, that he had moments in the sun. Uh, and they gave him a bigger part. Like Dust Till Dawn, obviously, it wasn't about Fred Williamson, but Fred Williamson was hilarious when he was in the when when he was in the uh, limelight uh, in that movie. But there's one part. 
where he's pretty much saying it's over. It's fucking done. And he takes the hype. He's like, <laughs> and he like fucking, he got, he got them Scarface cocaine snorts in. And he's like, whoa. And then like, there's one part where uh, he's going to fight one of the main bad guys. And he's doing, he was like, oh, I got something for your ass. And they're, they're breaking it. And he does this thing with his head. And he goes, eh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He's like, eh. It's like, and then it's, she spits. And he's like, oh, that's some scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the scene at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where, where he's like, oh, I don't. He's like, I remember you. He's yeah. like, he's like, what's your name? And he's like, oh, I was something stupid. Right? I, I did. I loved his hand. I was like, eh. Like, oh, that's some scary shit. Yeah, because she was looking corny anyway. Because she was like, mm, like doing the knife thing, and he was like, oh, that's some scary no, shit. Because she spit. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's. I'm scared. That's scary shit. I like Fred Williams, man. He was so good. Look, they had, they, the movie had a lot of really, really, really cool shit going for it. And it's definitely worth checking out. But again, it's got the blood in it. It's got some good gore in it. On a lower level, like, you know how, like, uh, for instance, in the movie, in the, and this is, like, again, a way different level, and I get that, but you know how in Civil War, they brought in the directors from John Wick to do that, some of the action sequences? <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm still thinking about the fucking Anne movie. That's like when you were telling, when someone's like, you want to know the people, like, no. Dude, this, it, was, it wasn't even the Anne movie that made me laugh. What I made me like, laugh was she trying to be badass, and yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, that's some scary shit. It's like old school guy, but I just like to say it, and then he said it anyway. But so, so, like, you know, in Civil War, they brought in the guys from John Wick to make a couple of the action sequences look really good. I know they couldn't get those guys or anything like that, but the story's there, the characters are, are really well done, and they're really fun, and, and you like the characters, and, and, and they're good characters to follow, but the action sequences, some of them were just not done well, which is really the the... the the, if you, for lack of a better word, the bad part of the movie, because the action sequences would come and like it just they weren't filmed very well. There's one scene in particular early in the movie when the lights go out in the bar and they're trying to create this mm -hmm. effect. You can't see shit. Like you can't see shit that's going on in some of the action sequences. And again, some some of the bad guys are just taken down way too easily. It's like playing a video game where the AI sucks. Pretty much like Derek. Yeah. Yeah, and some of it's just like they didn't try to like they 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 were like okay this scene's so cool. It was almost like really like horror movie fans directing a movie because it's like they were like oh this is this is so cool they won't care that this choreography didn't look good because we're gonna stomp this guy's head and show gore for 12 fucking straight seconds of like stomping someone's face in like if but it, after a while you get kind of used to it you're like you yeah. do but if it was just like it's one of those movies man like if it was honed around the edges and and, and like someone came in and like i don't not rewrote anything because i thought the script was really good but if someone had just reshot some stuff and fixed a couple of some of the editing's bad like at one point you think they're this part of the bar and then the next scene they're in this part of the bar you don't know how they got there i would also moved around uh, the ending a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think the ending was kind of like, nah. Yeah, it, it didn't make it's any sense. not doing things for me. Yeah, some of it just was not shot or storyboarded well, and it was like, it, 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 the movie didn't feel cheap, but some of their ideas and some of the way that it, some of the scenes were shot were cheap, again, with the editing and with the way that some of the bad guys go down and stuff like that. But again, as a movie, as a whole, the first part of the movie is the best to me because watching them just hang out and talk was yeah. fucking hilarious. The, the casting was top fucking notch, it's man. the best, yeah. Casting was fucking awesome. The score was great. And it's definitely, for a VOD film, it's one you absolutely have to check out. Yeah, again, uh, if you like those over-the-top gore kind of cheesy uh, films with like a John Carpenter feel, it's it's a movie for you, for sure. And that's not, I'm not insulting it at all, like, by saying that. Like, I liked it. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. But that's what it felt like to me. It felt like um, a John Carpenter film that's not directed by John Carpenter, but inspired by John Carpenter's uh, touch on that kind of film. Like, uh, a ultra-violent grindhouse movie that would have probably been right at home in the late 70s. Um, nonetheless... 
I'm going to give the movie, uh, to be honest, I'm going to give it a 5.5. Uh, oh, it's lower than I thought. Yeah, well, I liked it a lot. I just I don't think I'll watch it again. Yeah. Uh, and and there were things about like like I I don't mind gore. Like really, I don't. Um, when it's done effectively, it's it's pretty well. It's it's cool. It was almost it, fanboy gore. But yeah, it almost makes yeah. It, it's like um, you wanted to do like too much with it, and then once that happened, you get used to it, and then it's like okay. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. This tastes like the same Oreos that you got last week. <laughs> Dude, I think the movie had, it was a great idea and it was amazingly casted and the score was great and there was so much good comedy and so much stuff to it, but the execution of the overall film was pretty bad at yeah. times. And like, if someone you could tell that this movie was, it was a love letter to John Carter movies and, and, uh, and yeah. Grindhouse movies and stuff like that, but if someone had executed it better and directed it with, with a little bit more of a touch to it, it could have stood on its own rather than just being a love letter to those movies. I give it a 6.5 i really enjoyed it. i was glad as shit to have watched it it but it does have a lot of executional issues in the movie you're so, yeah. Patrick, man. You're there. You're there. You're but definitely check it out and patrick man thank you it's great I, we never would have even uh known about it like so well i knew about it i kind of wanted to see it anyway he's just but. making up bullshit <laughs> so the, i wouldn't have known about it then and we appreciate you kind of liked it not my favorite movie full time for sure, and probably not something I'm going to go back and revisit. But we appreciate your fucking. Actually, that's what I was actually going to say, that dude. I actually can see myself in a year or so wanting to go back and watch this. When again. you drink the goddamn Space Ranger, <laughs> but, but no, yeah. just the camaraderie between the guys. The that's comedy. the fun part. It's not a perfect movie, man, but it's lovable. I, as actually, fuck. I would rather just take that part, pull it out of the movie, and then watch a movie with those guys doing something. Yeah, like else. a Clerks with those. Yeah, dudes. Something, it'd be great. You got a good point there, man. But yeah, thanks, Patrick, man. That's VFW. I do reckon, even though, and even though, like, I gave it a 6.5, Jay gave it a 5.5, I'm pretty sure we would both recommend you to rent it yeah. for the six bucks or sure. whatever it costs. I would definitely check it out. First style fucking win. I can't say anything all of a sudden. <laughs> Episode two. I should be do doing something more important. You should be doing something more important. But here we are. We have each other's company. Michael looks like a jackass from a goddamn fashion store from 1986 with the pop collar. And now, a Patreon salute. salute. Oh, yeah. To our friend Trust Jay me. Cullen, who is the sponsor for this week's episode of We Watched a Movie Show. Fuck, it's exciting. Cullen of the J. I'm having a great goddamn time. And I want to mention something. Uh, Jay, you're very special to us. Thanks. You're a good friend, man. You're an Appreciate awesome it. dude. And we're Love really you. happy to have okay. you in our corner. As well as all of you in our corner. Oh, that guy. Okay, that Jay. But I also want to mention something about this, Jay. Thanks. It's now after 12 a.m. And it's officially your birthday, motherfucker. 21. Fuck yeah. Finally, we Buy can drink and drink together. legally. Cheers to you, my friend. Thanks. I'm I love going you. to be a ripe old age of 87 oh. years old, and I cannot wait to make out with that. <laughs> Never. Uh, okay, so, I don't know if it was you or somebody else sent this to us uh, a while back uh, for a, 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 an unboxing. Yeah, you guys sent us the Blu-ray for it. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Thank you uh, for doing that, because... I had not heard of this movie. I had never seen this movie. And Chuck Norris is one of those kind of guys. Uh, like, he's cool. Like, I, I liked Hitman, Delta Force, things like that. He's awesome. I didn't like fucking Walker, Texas Ranger. Fucking weehaw! I didn't like that shit. <laughs> he said weehaw! But, uh, nothing, well, I, I never rode a horse. But, uh, either way, that it, was actually, tickets. it was actually not a bad film. It's cheesy as all get out. Like, it. it really is super cheesy. It's as cheesy as the early 80s as it can be, but it's got this charm to it, man. You just can't never remake on a, on a like flashy uh, 4K fucking okay. TV. The thing about Chuck Norris is 
and this is the weirdest thing. Chuck Norris to me has always seemed like a PG guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he's like a wholesome dude. He sells fucking workout equipment for God's sake on infomercials. But in this one, he's rolling in. He's he's raw. He's raw. And I was like, damn, I was like, I never, I was like, I didn't know about you like that, Chuck. And he still doesn't say anything. He's still like the all oh, G Shucks kind of guy. Kinda. But, but no, when he gets mad, dude, there's one, he's like, because, because, uh, tell him to back off, I'll snap your tw uh, your neck like a fucking twig. He, he said, said fucking. Yes, though. he did. Did he say fucking? He said fucking, dude. He said fucking. I missed twig. that shit. Yeah, he did. He said fucking wow. twig. It was in the bar. He grabbed that guy and he had him in the in the in the chokehold. How did I miss that? No, I had it on subtitles and I could, it said fucking twig. <laughs> but it was it, it, you know either way. But he's uh, a badass. In this it movie. was awesome, man. Yeah, um, that's the whole idea. It's it's Chuck Norris versus Michael Myers without a mask on. Basically, that guy looks just like him. That's basically the movie. So it starts out you're in this quiet like I just imagine it's a Texas town, even though I'm sure it's not just because of Walker Texas Ranger. But it's just it's basically that scene in Friday Part Five when uh, they're at the middle home and that guy's chopping wood and the dude comes like have some chocolate. And the dude like just axes him to death. There's this crazy looking dude in this house, and I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. I don't know if he's renting a room or what. But this crazy ass dude wakes up in a house, and the kids are screaming, and this woman will not stop screaming. It's awful. It's like an anchor man. He's like, I woke up on a Japanese family's kitchen table, and they would not stop screaming. Shut up! But the, she was just bitching at the kids left and right. It was noisy, and you were annoyed watching her. Like, I just want to go fucking crazy. I would have picked up an axe myself. That's what he does. He goes out and she sends the kids away. Do you know like, what, by the way, I want to point out, besides him looking like Michael Myers in certain scenes with the silhouette, do you know what he really looks like, dude? Who? And like, and he's got the same kind of disposition. Chris Collinsworth? No, he looked like Liam Gallagher from, o uh, is it Liam? <laughs> from, from Oasis? Oasis? <laughs> and he fucking was mad that his brother was fucking getting attention. He was pissed off. <laughs> like, he looked like, he, look, he looks like Oasis. Dude, he looks like a Gallagher brother. To me, he looks like a bizarro world Chris Collinsworth from Sunday Night Football. I can say the dude, he's like, doctor, I'm not feeling so good. It's like, <laughs> first off, by the way, the chick that's in the house with the kids, you can clearly see this guy is unstable as fuck. And yeah. he's sweating bullets, like Shaq at the foul line. And you're, and he's on the phone, and he's dropping his medication. She's like, can't stop you crazy. Huh? <laughs> no need to be rude. Yeah. And you're like, she, bitch, she, you got to be dumb. She will not stop screaming. She screams in his face like, kids drop crazy, won't they? And she's the one being loud. She's screaming at the kids, but she's screaming. It's like it's like when someone's telling someone to shut up. They're like, will you seriously be quiet? And it's like, lady, you're the one being loud. But eventually he just like, he tells the doctor, he's like, I can't make it today. I just can't do it. And he hangs up the phone. She's being loud as fuck. He goes and gets an axe and just walks in and she sees him with the axe and she's like, oh, no. I want you know, when he gets the axe, it's it's it's, it's crazy time. Uh, let's go all the way right now at this moment when he gets the axe. But I like when he went outside first with the kids. They were screaming and, and whatever. And he, <laughs> he picks up the uh, the axe and there's there's a wood pile and he like acts like he wants to chop it. He's like, I'm not. It's not working. And then he walks into the chicken coop for some fucking reason. There's nothing that happened. I thought he was gonna kill a bunch of chickens and have some buckets of KFC. He doesn't even do anything. He just like he walks into the fucking chicken coop. Then he walks back out. Like, he's like, I smell that shit. And now I'm gonna walk back out. It's enough. Like that's what I. It's like he walked in there to smell a fucking magic marker, and then he walked back out and he's pissed. Yeah, but when he comes in and he goes uh, ape shit, uh, <laughs> dude, it's so cheesy, but it's so good. When he goes ape shit with the fucking axe and he starts chasing her up the stairs, mm -hmm. the one guy like that came out of nowhere, like it probably it looked like a, a fucking director of photography, like they just threw him in the set. He's like tries to grab it, and he turns around, it slices him in the face, and he goes. Oh, <laughs> the, way the, the way the axe landed was just like Poof. it looked like somebody squirted Heinz ketchup on his face. He's like, oh, <laughs> it was so cheesy. Uh, and, you know, then he chases the chick into the room and and he's cornering her. And, by the way, the, there's I was like, you know, it, I can't pick it apart too much because it, it came out in '82. It's called yeah. Silent Rage with Chuck Norris. 
But when she's trying to open the window, and they clearly ripped off The Shining to do this scene. Oh, yeah, he puts his face in the hole in the door yeah. and everything. But she's lifting the window up, and for some reason, she can't get it all the way up. And there's, Come a, out, bitch. there's clearly the a roof out. that you can roll off of. You yeah. might break your leg, but you're not going to lose your life. She was like that lady in Speed, where, like, like remember when they're, like, pushing everybody out of the elevator? She's yeah. like, I can't, I can't. It's like, lady, just do it. I go. Would, yeah, I, I was like, I'll just let you drop. Because, I mean, you're yeah. not going to take away everything. She could have escaped so fucking easily. Yeah. But he quarters her up there, and he kills her. Then old big bad uh, fucking Chuck rolls up in his Bronco, <laughs> and, and uh, with his fat friend, I can't remember. That guy was funny though. I love that guy was awesome. Dude. His sidekick's fucking hilarious. But Chuck rolls up. He's like, you you wait here and take questions. I'm gonna go see what this. He got his fucking cowboy head just on. Walks right in like a, like lethal like Mel Gibson. Ready to go. He was like Mel Gibson, a lethal weapon, where he just walks on that school field and just shoots that sniper because he knew he couldn't reach him for where he was. That's the kind of badassness confidence that Chuck Norris walks in that house. I, I, I strongly believe that. In real life, somewhere on the winds, when he rolls up in anything, whether it be a Bronco or a fucking Mercedes, that this song comes on. I was born long ago. I'm the chosen. I'm the one. Like that. Are you gonna go my way, by Lenny Kravitz? Like. I hear the voices that you keep. When, when you're talking, talking in your sleep. But no, dude, Chuck Norris is badass, obviously. Yeah. And he gets in that room and he confronts the serial killers. Now, I will say that there are mo The music's kind of weird. And it's yeah. kind of discordant. And it kind of makes you feel a little bit... Ooey gooey. But it's not bad. Like, I mean, they set up this thriller aspect to it where, where the, the, the axe murderer is kind of hiding around. And he's creepy, dude. Like, the guy that they cast to do this, other than him looking like Liam Gallagher from Oasis and, and a weird Chris Collinsworth, he looks like... A fucking serial killer. Like, kind of looks like Tony Moran in they, uh, yeah, Halloween. They did a good job with that casting yeah. of that guy. Um, so they set that scene up. Well, he confronts the axe murderer. Uh, then, you know, things happen. He whoops his ass. Then he runs outside and, and he escapes through the window, which the bitch should have done at the very beginning of the movie. He rolls off the fucking roof. Chuck Norris runs out after him. His uh, sidekick shoots the grass. He's like... He almost shot Chuck Norris right in the head. And you can see Chuck I, Norris. I like he's always so nice, but that moment where his sidekick was like, "Stop!" and he almost shot Chuck Norris, shot Chuck Norris in the face. Chuck Norris was like, and he was like, "Oh." Yeah, I, I, like you know, it's like those memes like, with Chuck Norris. Like uh, a bullet simply does not attack Chuck Norris. He says no. <laughs> but yeah, so he chases the guy down. Uh, he, he gets him under arrest, and they're putting him in the back of the car. Which Rock is totally a cop scene, by the way. Yeah. Like, he chases him out into the brush. It's and like they, live PD. Yeah, and then they have a straight-up fight out there, which the fight... He even, looked like, but he looked like a cheetah coming out of the bush. He was like... Yeah, but uh, even before this guy gets his superhuman tendencies, it was a good fight between him and Chuck Norris. I don't he know. was doing a good job. That's the thing. Uh, he does get genetic testing later on in the film that makes him like a lot more durable. He's got that Logan juice, y'all. But it makes him more durable. But in this one, he was already fucking strong. Yeah. And he could take a goddamn couple of bullets. Well, he, he, he when Chuck Norris finally gets, gets him in the back of the uh, of the police cruiser, he breaks the fucking handcuffs. And when he kicks the, the window, it knocks the whole fucking door off. I know. That's insane. God damn that creatine. Brad Doroff. Times 10. But also, Ron Silver shows up and he's telling him not to kill him. Ron Silver yeah. being there had no. Because I thought that that was the guy, the doctor that he was talking to on the phone. Yeah. But it might not have been him. I don't know. And Ron Silver, by the way, uh, bad guy from Time Cop. Great, also. great guy. And as you were saying, the, the dude from the entity as well. He looks like. He, he kind of looks like Al Pacino from Serpico. Great fucking underrated actor, man. Love this guy. But he shows up and he's the guy's psychiatrist. So he shows up on the scene. He's like, whoa, 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 don't kill him. But when the dude breaks out uh, of the police cruiser, and, and even Chuck Norris is screaming, "Don't shoot!" Yeah, they 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 unload their guns into him. But he's him, still fucking alive. And they, but they for the most part kill him. Like he's almost dead. Oh, they yeah. shoot him several times. But, he, but his eyes were still rolling. I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. He won't stop. 
were those fucking bullets or were those hacky sacks? Uh, and also, Ron Silver, you said who he looks like. I've always he always reminded me of like a vice principal that really took his job seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've got to do my job. So charismatic. Like, I you look. I like I got to do my job. I know you want to do your job as a student. You got to believe in yourself. Listen, get out of my office. Go ahead, do something good in your life, and fuck yourself. He would have been a great replacement for John Belushi in the principal. He, he was. He, he's a great. He was a great actor. Um, but anyway, speeding on through the film because I you know we don't want to take forever to talk about it. It's an amazing movie. I, I want you guys to see it. It really is fun. Yeah. Uh, they get him back to to a, a, a like a it's not really a hospital it's more like a, a genetic testing center where the guy was doing behavioral sciences before he became an axe murdering asshole. The, the guy they fix him up and then they what they decide ultimately to do the doctors Ron Silver included and fucking Gomez Adams like that guy looked like fucking Gomez <laughs> Adams. Mustachios, what yeah, I kept thinking. He looked like like a mean Gomez Adams from the Adams family. He, he, Josh Brolin would have been perfect in yeah. remake. To play um, they, they 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 decided to inject him with this experimental drug called Mitogen something. Anyway, what it basically does is accelerate his healing process, so his yeah. body heals instantly, but his brain is dead. No, no, I'm sorry. He's healing, but his brain is dead. So they inject that mitogen shit or whatever it's called, and it heals his brain, but it changes his brain chemistry. Yeah. So it becomes even more fucked up than he already was. In the meanwhile, Chuck Norris is out there trying to get the death certificate. He's looking like a badass. He's got Gene. He's got jeans, blue jean, baby queen. He's got a. He's got a fucking blue jean shirt and blue jeans. He looks fucking badass. <laughs> he's shirtless for half this fucking movie, though. Dude, and also, he fucks a lot in this. There was like yeah. 25 fucking minutes of the movie. Basically, while they're there at this institute, Chuck Norris runs into a girl he used to bang that he just walked away from. And they rekindle their relationship. And all of a sudden, while back at the facility, while the doctors are all fighting over all this shit, they give the bad guy this super... Basically, it's a super serum. It's basically the Captain America... Logan juice. Logan juice. He can, they, they cut him and he heals instantly. They make him a fucking Michael Myers type yeah. guy uh, but he's he's docile his, his mind's gone he's, he's, he's asleep for the most part Chuck Norris meanwhile is trying to rekindle his relationship with his girl for no and reason like he's like he's like really desperate for it he's like <laughs> and he's dude he's, no, he's like no, I like how his, I like his moves dude because he doesn't really he doesn't really come on to her like hey he just so, takes it but he's just like she's like no like, and he's like, like he touches her like a little bit he's like <laughs> he was creepy. Dude, it was rapey as fuck. Yeah, it but was. It, it's working for Especially it. for Chuck Norris. You know, why? you know that's not Chuck Norris's no, name. No, no, but you, you know why? You know that's not Chuck Norris's He smells name. like Old Spice and, and fucking fresh cut grass. <laughs> it was out of character for Chuck it Norris. It was, and that's why that was where it was awkward because it, it felt like he was doing more of a Tom Atkins. Yeah. But it, but it felt like you can't resist me because I smell like Old Spice and like fresh cut grass and like I know that I can make your dreams come true and he has the mustache and he's got the blonde hair and like I don't know like he just and he, and he whoops the ass but he was just touching her and he'd be like and she's like I'm not getting in the bed with you again and he was like yeah yeah I know yeah, I he's know. like sticking his finger in her fucking yeah he's ear. like I know he's like I know it's okay but the best part is just that later on when she comes up to his house and he's basically Patrick Bateman sitting in his house listening to like the, the yummy light, the, I love that the, 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 uh, I thought it was cool yeah aqua Long. He's listening to this like jazzy stuff, and, and like she shows up at his door, and the music is like. You know what? That he's shirtless as fuck, you know, just holding a towel. That didn't make me miss the '80s though. Back when, because he was setting his record player, <laughs> so there's no fucking like you know uh, a goddamn iPhone with all your music. And, and, you know, he had to go down. He ran downstairs with a shirt off, and he had a towel all around his fucking neck, like he had just got done working out extremely hard. And he run downstairs, and he he puts the record on, and he's like. Hanging out, he's like, I'm gonna have me like a little whiskey. It's cool, man. It's like it was, it was so '80s. And then it's like, she, oh, I didn't see there. And then she walks in. He's like, okay, well, you don't mean to interrupt. Okay, I won't interrupt. Okay, you go ahead and talk. <laughs> the whole thing is terrible. It's so good, but I liked it. But again, I had to fast forward some part. I'm not gonna lie, because the fucking scenes happen 
like twice, and and they're the, the second one they're is long. extended. You watch them have sex, and then they eat fruit, and then they have sex, then they eat fruit, and then they have sex on oh, a hammock, I, 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 and then they eat more fruit. I was looking at that shit. I was like, who the fuck does that? Like he had grapes, goddamn fresh cut apples, uh, banana peels up in their bed with like some wine. It's like nobody fucking has the time, bitch. You're lucky to get a pop tart before we're done fucking. I'm not gonna bring you a fucking breakfast platter, like. That's it's not even a good pop no, it's, it's fucking blueberry. It's all vegetables There's and no frosting. Or, or, I'm not sorry, fruit. It's a fruit basket. It's like, I'm not going to go make that shit for you in the fucking kitchen while my dick <laughs> is still leaking. This movie was obsessed with sex and fruit. It was nonstop. It, it's so weird to me because, again, that's where it's so like... It's like what the hell? It's because it, it's like Clint Eastwood. It's like Clint Eastwood. It's fucking uh, Chuck Norris, man. Yeah. The PG guy, fucking poster boy. And he's rolling around with titties popping got, around. Po yeah, titties are popping out. He's like, like he don't see them, and you know he does. But he's like, she rolling. He's, he's like, <laughs> but either way, it, but. And, what the fuck is with the fruit? Like, <laughs> it's Chuck fucking North. It's like, you think Steven Skull makes a fucking fruit basket for you after he fucks you? He doesn't give a shit about you. You know that was Chuck North's idea. He's like, can I at least feed her? Can I at least feed her? I don't like how he was like, his foot slowly pushed the fruit basket down when they were fucking. He was like, Dunk. and his hairy ass legs. Love you forever. <laughs> but it was like weird shit like that. But yeah, either way, we're focusing a lot on that, but it's really, it's so cheesy. It's like 30 minutes of the fucking movie. But I will say, what, what they really I liked a lot and I wish they explored more of um, Chuck Norris has always got that like cool guy vibe with him that when he's talking to his partner he's doubting himself yeah you know I, I mean? love that the, the, uh, we, the big guy that's a whole scene right there that's a whole part the, bar, of the, movie it, the first time yeah, yeah the first time that the the big guy his partner goes into uh, like a country kind of diner and he's sitting down he orders some uh, two hamburgers which you gotta get if you're hungry and, uh, and he's basically the chocolate bar guy from, yeah, from Friday Five. Uh, he means well, and he, and he's, he, but he's kind of dorky, and he's kind of like out of his element. But anyway, this one girl's—they're they're making fun of him. these biker guys are in there, and they're random as fuck. Like that's just random. Like they had to sprinkle in some Streets of Rage bad guys. Honestly, my favorite parts of the movie. It is. It's yeah. cool. I, I, they could have been the main bad guys. I'm like, that's fucking. Okay. They were almost a, a Mad Max like uh, uh, group, or, or uh, I think it's which uh, Friday Thirteenth is it? Is it three? Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's part three, three where, where the, 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 the little gang comes the to town gang, and they're yeah. like too badass for whatever. And they're picking on him. But he's got his double hamburger and he's just trying to have a good time or whatever. He's trying to eat his foods and, and you know drink his shake. This one bitch with these big, big boobies and has a uh, tattoos you on. You can tell that they literally just put the temporary tattoos on yeah. her tits because they were still like glistening. Yeah. From the, so she, like, the she's hitting on him but making fun of him at the same time. They're laughing. Clint Eastwood comes in. Clint Eastwood being Chuck the fucking... I keep saying Clint Eastwood. I don't know. I, I guess I got the reminded of. Uh, Could have been Clint Eastwood. I, I feel like I don't know why. I yeah. mean, Clint Eastwood's a better. Probably would have fit better. I think. No, he's a, well. Yeah, maybe. Chuck Norris walks in and uh, he sits down. He's ordering his fucking meal or his coffee or whatever. These guys start making fun of him. He was like, he was like, "What's about a small town? Bunch of pussy cops." And he was like, "Yeah, you haven't been to this town." He always town chew you up. He, he's got this this stepfather quality to him. He's like, yeah. look, I'm a good dad, and I could be a great dad to you, but don't fucking test me, son. <laughs> like true. he's got this thing about it. Yeah. Like he's a good person, and because like, he looks like a 12 year old boy with his blonde hair and like oh, just, well, he had a great uh, mustache, a mustachio. And he's, he's he's sort of short, and he just walks around with his shirt off and his blue jeans, and he just looks weird. But he runs him out. I can't the, believe Chuck Norris is such a star. Like I love him, but it's he, he yeah. doesn't look like it. I think what it is is because he's a badass. Like he can kick some fucking yeah. ass for real, but he's not an actor. 
Like he's never really been an actor. He's, well, he he can do one role, and that's nice. Well, guy. I don't even think that's supreme oh, fucking nice guy. Uh, well, I was talking to my uh, my dad about this. I think that the truth is about Chuck Norris is that Chuck Norris was uh, he's a, a amazing martial artist, and he's for real. I mean, he's been proven, but he's just not a good actor. I mean, that that happens. Like, I mean, it's like when it's like he, I don't even think he's that terrible. I just think he's a one trick pony. He can just do well, the so he can do Seagal. the nice guy who can beat your ass. But Steven Seagal, well, I mean, yeah, definitely. But Steven Seagal, I, but, well, you can't say John Claude. John Claude is John actually versatile. Got range, he's versatile, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, so they run him out of the diner. What really happens is in that particular scene that you're talking about that you want, like that's the whole scene. It's actually really uh, touching. It's actually a really cool moment. Uh, the the big guy comes out, the partner of Chuck, and he's like, you know, I can't. I, maybe I'm in the wrong line of work. I don't like violence. I've never even been in a fight. I've always run away. And then Chuck does this. He does this fucking like again the stepfather that believes in you and I'm not here to just to fucking I'm gonna have sex with your mother but I, I I really want you to do well and go to college but he's like he puts his foot up on the Bronco and he's like I think you you'd be a fine law enforcement officer Dad Gummit he's like I knew you'd say that Chuck Dad Gummit I knew it he goes, it'd be a really shame if you quit before you found out and it's yeah. like I fall I fall yeah. you wherever you and in that scene right there you kind of fall in love with the relationship and you kind of like that that. His sidekick becomes less of an annoying, stupid character and more of one you're really. I also, I also like, yeah, bit. and I like this story the the bigger his partner about the uh, the fucking dog oh. that he put in the freezer. <laughs> that was fucking great. It was fucking hilarious because he was like, "No, I want to tell you about something I didn't put on my resume." He's like, "One time I was, I, I, my dog got dirty, so I tried to clean him off, and then I didn't want anybody to know, so I put him in the freezer, and then I found him, and then his mouth was like, oh. that's just, that, you know what? I, I was listening to that, and I was like, that's a story that Mike and I would just tell each other. Like, if that actually happened, like one of us did that, but, but it's so random and like it's it's good it's funny it's yeah good. and then uh again i don't want to go you know we don't want to get too far because yeah. we want you guys to see this but i will say one of the better scenes the, you know the bad guy's great and when they have a confrontation it's awesome but the the, the bar scene is hands Favorite down the movie, fucking dude. it's yeah. insanely good it's so good there's on different levels why it's so good i mean there's action yes you got that classic 80s action the karate shit you've got the comedy part because when the when his partner walks he's like all right you motherfuckers get against the wall <laughs> yeah so they said the scene real quick like the the bikers that he was fighting with at the cafe and this is a whole side story but again it's probably the best part of the whole fucking movie mm. they they pull up to a uh, a bar where the, all the bikers are at and they've got the bartender hanging up Did by you remember, well you gotta you got remember when he's like hey go back to the uh, whatever uh, charlie chill or whatever the bar the, he, the, the partner spins the fucking Bronco around and he's like, and he goes, and he parks, he's like, I want to get these brakes checked out. And Chuck Norris' face is like, you motherfucker. Mm. But they go in and and this gang has taken over this bar and mm. they're just like, they're, they're literally taking like the waitresses and like ripping their clothes off and pouring beer well, on they were, them. They were enjoying it. But they were smiling. Yeah, they yeah. were like, yeah. But the, the bartender was like hanging by a noose or whatever and they, they were doing all this fucked up shit. Again, a Mad Max type scene. But that was the funniest scene in the fucking movie, dude. When they walk in and Chuck Norris, before they walk in, he's like, let me do the Talk. Well, let me do the talk. Yeah. And then when they walk in, the big dude's like, "Now listen, you motherfuckers, get against the wall." But you know, it was so good. And then, and then the, the the one chick that had been making fun of him earlier in the diner walks up and she shows her tits. There's tits everywhere in this bar. Like so this is tits. titty central. Yeah. She shows her titties, and, then, and he's like. Um, She's like, have you ever seen anything like this? He's like, no. <laughs> it gets all timid and stuff. And then, anyway, uh, long story short, uh, Chuck says, go out there and call for backup. He runs out in the car to call for backup. Chuck fucking whoops ass. And I knew he was going to. Like, there's... 
It's like when <coughs> it's like right before a tornado hits your house. <laughs> it's like shit gets silent. Basically, the like, audience was Bill Paxton in Twister, where he like tastes the yeah. sand. He's like, it's coming north. No, but it, it, it got real quiet. There's and, a storm and, coming, and the fucking clouds were dark. <laughs> and he like. It's on the move. <laughs> and you know something cool is going to happen. And Chuck fucks them up, dude. Chuck gets like, first off, he gets that street fight shit going. You know, just street fighter shit. And then he, the, the motherfucker tries to hit him with a, a pool cue. And he breaks the, then he's got a weapon. Then he starts doing his classic spin round kicks and shit. I'm like, God dude, damn, it's good. And, and it was and then, well the, filmed action Dude, it looked great. Too. And that main guy, the, the, the leader of the gang. You know that part where the one girl threw the bottle at him and he ducked? Yeah. He's like, why you throw a bottle like that for? He goes, who's gonna pay for it? I ain't. <laughs> so he said, not me, bitch, hit him. No, he said, I ain't gonna pay for it. I know, but he also said, he's like, don't throw uh, it to me, bitch, throw it to him. And then, I, like, again, I heard Chuck Norris cuss. And I I had it on subtitles, so I don't think it lied. <laughs> he, grabbed, he grabbed the guy by the fucking neck and he's like, uh, back off or I'll break your fucking neck like a twig. I'm like, woo! I was like, this is a totally different Chuck. Uh, but... He whooped all that ass, and in the meantime, uh, Big Boy Partners is out in the, in the, in the like, fucking parking lot. They're the hugest tits you've ever seen. He goes, I man. think I'm married her. <laughs> he goes, hey, you know, he, said, he said, they're the biggest tits I ever seen. And they he got, got tattoos they got, on them. They got tats all over. And look, I, I, I think about, I'm going to march right back in there and ask him for a date. <laughs> and then when he, when he kicked the guy out of the fucking room, he's like, oh my God, Mayday, Mayday, Billy. <laughs> It was so, dude, that scene is worth, it is. it's worth the fucking price yeah. of admission. So I'm going to tell you this. I don't want to give the movie away. I really yeah. don't even want to explore too much more of it because I, to do that, we're going to spoil it. And it actually goes downhill from here too because afterwards what happens is the whole thing that's happening with the, with the real bad guy, the doctor. Yeah. And, and there's some tense scenes and I actually really enjoyed the doctor when he went back to his house and you Gomez. got to see him. Yeah. We oh, got, Ron Silver. You got, yeah, Ron Silver. You get to see his interactions with the other guys because he's fighting. He's like, this isn't right. We shouldn't do this. And then his character was really well done. Like I liked him and I liked his wife. I even liked the bad guy doctor. Yeah. Like yeah. the over the top kind of a Frankenstein guy. Yeah. And they, they were great. And the conversation I, was say, I think you forget who's boss here. Okay. I'm the boss. Now get the fuck out. And he's still like, but he goes back Ooh. and he talks to his wife and like, even though his wife's in the, in the movie for a minute, like you care about her character, but long story short, the guy escaped. He finally like wakes up for whatever fucking reason. By the way, that, but that was stupid though. It took like 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. So yeah. the guy wakes up and he goes there and the death scenes and that scene were really actually good. He was full on Michael Myers shows up and he's wearing this blue full jumpsuit he's full on Michael Myers he gets his kills he kills a couple people whatever the face against the wall was a great was fucking nice. death scene dude I actually when I was watching I went ooh well, <laughs> she grabbed her face and just went fucking gagoom like and I, killed her instantly. I think there was a lot of good things about the movie as far as like the uh, the action sequences go for sure like that was like one of the main selling points of this movie yeah. but the thriller se sections of it the horror sections that they tried to focus on with the serial killer it went killer, downhill fast it did like yeah. there were things about it that were really good and I, I could see where they were going but they took too long to get there like the punchline was gone by that point yeah. it's like you gotta like and I don't understand that they wanted to tell the story you know about the medical stuff and but god damn 45 fucking minutes by this time I've already got gray well, hair look the idea is like the idea is fucking I cannot believe like please remake this like do you want like I want yes. I want a remake but I want I really want Chuck to come back well, it's, I, no, I, it's fucking Chuck Norris, dude. I, dude, you could do like imagine, and this got me John thinking Cena. too. Imagine <laughs> not John Cena, but if you, if you did a remake of this, dude, and and so bad, it's so, and I feel like we're going on too much about this, and I don't want to, but there's so much to talk about here. It's so I'm good, it's, yeah, it's, dude. It's Chuck dude, Norris. imagine if it. Like, Steven Seagal fucked his career by being so one-dimensional and refusing and to go outside. Imagine if Steven Seagal was willing to play the bad guy. Do you know what fucking that would have been? 
ashamed of Jay? That would have been fucking amazing if he was willing to do that. But I'm ashamed of you. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> but like, uh, this this guy's basically the Terminator. He's Michael Myers. He's coming up. He's everything. But like you said, man, after all those action scenes happen, and then they go into the horror version of the movie, you can tell the director had a good handle on the action and like the karate and all that shit. It was great. The action scenes were fucking awesome. They, they were, were great, fun. Man, yeah. But when they do, when this dude shows up and he starts to kill people, and the whole idea is so fucking rad. It's great. This unstoppable machine versus an action hero. Mm -hmm. God damn, that's genius. Why hasn't anybody else made this movie? Universal Soldier. But, but that the the, the only. I want to say is that when they go the rest of the movie they really start to focus on this Halloween 2 hospital chase scenes type slow down chase scenes they do the Michael Myers thing and it, they just don't do it well yeah I, I just think that once you once you take that long to get to the point once you get that long to have your anti now you your your um, your bad guy versus your hero of the film it's you know, nobody cares anymore like I, like I liked Chuck Norris in this I think Chuck Norris actually had a great role. He had a great supporting cast around him. They, yeah. Everybody was was great. I mean, Juan fucking Silver was in this, and it was it was good. I wouldn't have... Uh, I can't tell you everything about that. But there were certain things I would have done differently with that character, particularly. Yeah. And then there was... I would definitely sped up some other things about the movie and maybe added more, uh, more uh, scenes with Chuck. Because mm -hmm. I don't think Chuck was in it enough. But either way, yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic movie. Chuck Norris is fucking on fire in yeah. this shit, and it's worth it. it. Like what I say, it's worth the price of admission. It's worth for you to go rent it. It's like three ninety nine on Voodoo, I think, or maybe two ninety nine. I don't know. It's like for just the bar sequence. Just the bar sequence yeah. is fucking worth it. And not just that, but and we can fast forward here to like to cut this a little bit short. But what it all ends up in ultimately is Chuck Norris finally facing off against this guy one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. In a one-on-one -on -one fight when they're in the woods, well, that's just that gone. was that's, fucking... It was cool, but the, the weak sauce I didn't like was the fact that there was no music. It just felt like they were like they were doing like practice in the fucking studio. That was fine, though, dude, because my favorite thing about action movies is the final fight sequence. Was When the good guy, you have a good guy who's a human being up against this super serum dude who's unstoppable and he has no weapons and he's trying to protect this girl and he has to fight him and like you're thinking like this is an unwinnable situation and you watch Chuck Norris use his karate skills to stop this guy but I think it would have been like a 15 minute fight scene though and it was such a good fight scene it was so fun to watch and I liked that there was no music no it was cool you felt like you were it felt like when you were after like high school when you go watch somebody fight and like yeah. behind the Win Dixie well, I didn't want that's that what it felt like. I didn't want to watch Win Dixie fight I wanted to watch a really cool <laughs> inspirational I, fight I loved it dude I, well the Win Dixie fight would have been cool except for the fact I would have been fine with that at the beginning and then, when, because the fight sequence went on for a little bit, yeah, maybe throw in some inspirational like, sure, but like uh, some fucking '80s, <laughs> or like, you know, like, or something like, um, uh, down I'll on to survive. Now, like down on your luck, you can find a way. Like I don't know, something like that. And then he he does something. But either way, um. It's a great film. It's a great flick. It's awesome. Uh, cannot recommend it more. I'm going to give the movie, to be fair, I'm going to give it a 7.0. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's fair for the film itself, but I would give it a 10 plus based on the nostalgic factor alone yeah. and how cool it is to have those kind of gems still available to us to watch. But that could have easily disappeared with the VHS conversion to DVD, and we would never have got to have this beautiful fucking movie yeah. to love and watch. So yeah, man, uh, so 7.0 overall, but a great fucking cheesy ass, great film to watch. Popcorn movie all the way. 
Um, it's weird. I don't know. It's definitely an action movie. Like, it's definitely an action movie, but it's listed as a drama thriller. I know. I give it a 7.5. All the reason we mentioned, it, it, it's, it's such an amazing idea, and sometimes the execution is there. The fight scenes are really, really good. They didn't do the, the Michael Myers. Like, the Michael Myers idea is fantastic, but they didn't do the Michael Myers... Uh, execution very well as far yeah. as him like stalking people those scenes took too long and but they really just took the fucking air out of the movie that underground tunnel scene when he's standing in silhouette and shadow yeah dude he looks like michael myers because he's got this particular hairstyle that it just looks like michael william shatner's hair yeah it looks i was like god damn yeah. that's fucking yeah. on point but jay amazing fucking choice man um i'm so glad i watched this this jay gonna, a y colin okay we're gonna fucking watch this again very very soon uh so glad to have you in our corner and to have this movie watched Okay, that brings us to the conclusion of the show. Guess what, guys? We're ah! fucking goddamn cock smoking Jay, bastards. Jay, center yourself and take it. Center yourself and take it. Center yourself and take it. Be the best of the best. Now do me. I can take it. Oh, I can take it. Okay, guys, so the end of the show is pretty much what we watched this week, what we were doing, besides jacking our meat and wishing we had women to do it for us. That's what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it to you here. I'm going to punt kick it. <clears throat> what did you watch first? Well, the first thing I watched today was The Boy. Mm, Wait, that's gross. The movie. <laughs> I, watched I the bet movie, you watched both. I watched Brahms The Boy because I was going to go see The Boy 2 that night. And then I watched it. Did you like it? I was exhausted while I was watching it. I was having one of those days where, like, the night before, I only got, like, an hour worth of sleep. And I was watching the kid all day, so I was just in a bad fucking mood. And I turned it on because I knew I had to see it for the movie that night. But honestly, good movie. It's, a, it's, it's actually an underrated film. Yeah, it was, man. Like, so, like, you watch The Boy, and you think that The Boy is going to be, like, this just generic fucking stupid doll movie. Yeah. And then it's, it's slow, and it's creepy, and you expect it to go the same places. But, like, when the parents killed themselves, that scene was really well done. It's one of those films that have low expectations going in, but yeah. they were able to capitalize on the fact that yeah. probably nobody would give it a chance, but they wanted to make a good story, and they, yeah. they wound up doing it. So, yeah, it's, it's a... It's a it's actually a pretty damn good it, it's been a while since I've seen it um, but when I did watch it I, I remember like thinking not much going in I'm like yeah it's gonna be a fucking standard bullshit movie and then I was like woohoo yeah. they tickled me tight the end of that movie man when when they go full slasher territory yeah, they, good. Yeah, that dude is a scary ass slasher man he was really good and that's why they should have went with the second movie but uh, the other thing I watched was I didn't, a lot of what I watched was just the shit that we reviewed tonight. Yeah. But one other thing I watched was the XFL this weekend once again. Ooh. And let me have you still not watched, man? No, I watched. No, I watched highlights. You watched highlights. So we decided well, the Guardians, the, yeah. the New York Guardians, is, is our the team. team. Yeah, that's our team. Well, we have uh, my brother, uh, his best friend. He's playing flimsy flimsy. Oh with yeah, his bullshit. Yeah, we all agreed to be Guardians fans, and then he was like, "No." And he's like, "I don't like it." No, he sent this gif on that group message. He's like, "I liked it," because <laughs> he said that uh, the quarterback threw his whole bus or his his whole team under the bus. He's yeah. like, "I liked it." Yeah, that, uh, like, yeah. Okay, look, the guy's an asshole, and I get that. That's fine, but. I still like the team. I'm not going to fucking go ahead. Like, we just decided to fucking go for the same team. And then it's like, 
Nah, nah, bro, that ain't me. Yeah, that ain't me. Well, they got. The, I'm gonna go for Houston. So we decided after week one, and they won in week one. The Guardians did because for one, their jerseys are dope as fuck. Mm. They have those black jerseys. They got a great mascot. The Gargoyles of Death. Yeah, the Gargoyles are fucking dope as shit, and they look like uh, they look like Gotham's team. When you watch them line up on the field, it looks like that football team that was supposed to be in Batman vs Superman. Yeah. They look like Gotham's team. I love them. Uh, I wonder I, if Jerome Bettis is gonna make an appearance. <laughs> he should. But you know, Matt McGloin's the quarterback, and like the team came out against the defense. And they got their asses fucking handed to them, twenty-seven to nothing. In That's, week okay. Two. That's okay. But I'm okay with that. Like I want a little bit of adversity. Like I don't want to like just be the best fucking team the whole time. No. That's boring to me. I want to fucking lose. I want to fail and then overcome and rise to the top. Failure is the greatest teacher. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't need a fucking. I don't need to be the best team. But uh, so they got their asses kicked. But yeah, the, the quarterback, um, like halfway through the game, they were losing like sixteen to nothing, or whatever. And he was like, "We need to change the whole game plan. Our game plan fucking sucks." And they were like, "Oh, he just do." He looks like he reminds us a dude from. Uh, Friday the 13th, the remake. He's like, your tits are so juicy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like that fucking guy. He's a goddamn uh, preppy fuck. But He's I'm, like, it's not my fault. I'm doing everything I can to keep this team together. I'm the fucking hot glue in their sandwich. And they're fucking my whole dreams away. I, I love the drama of it, dude, because as he said that, like, he was expecting, I think, everybody to agree with him. But the, even the announcer was like, dude, you're missing throws. Like, like the game plan's fine, but you're missing the throws. And then he came out and he got benched in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. And he came out and he threw his whole team under the bus again, which I don't like, Matt McGloin, by the way. I don't like what she did there. But he was like, you know, he was like, the game plan sucks. There's stuff happening behind closed doors that I don't like. But then when everybody, like, rided on him for it, and they're like, that's a shitty thing to do, he was like, this... That's what you guys wanted, right? Like yeah. that, I thought that's what you wanted. You want to you want to interview the players on the sidelines. But long story short, he's passionate. I mean, I, I'll give him that. He's passionate. Yeah. He wants to win, which is a great thing. Yeah. And they're playing for a contract. They're playing for like they're, they, they, there's they a get hundred k when they win. Dude, there's a lot more stakes in my opinion in yeah. this than the NFL. when you're trying to pay your fucking grocery yeah. bill. It means a little bit more. Yeah. The NFL, like uh, the NFL, like is great, but they're like listen, bench fucking warmers, third string. Anybody gets a, a guaranteed a hundred thousand dollars just to sit on the fucking bench and ride the splinters in your yeah, anus. I think that's They're, how it goes. No, yeah. dude, it is. You're guaranteed that money. Yeah, like if you win. Just to well, no, I mean, I'm talking about the NFL. Like you're guaranteed a hundred k oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to ride the bench and have splinters in your well, anus. Well, like I think the lowest contract's like maybe four hundred and fifty k for the year. Well, no, I, th I thought it was like no for third string though. It was no, like hundred thousand. I think the lowest contract in the NFL is like something like four hundred. Well, that's fine. Okay, so a you, year. So you sit on the bench, and then in practice, you're like Rudy, but you're getting paid all that fucking. You're money. You're gonna get paid no matter what. But in the XFL, you have you to, gotta you gotta earn it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta win to get paid somewhat. But no, uh, long story short, uh, what I want to say about the XFL is that again, the Guardians are our team. We're gonna root yeah. them hardcore. But the thing about the XFL that's fun is, and and the ratings dropped hard in week two. Like mm -hmm. they dropped really fucking hard. But it it's sucks. so fun. It's perfect because it starts. The week after the Super Bowl, when you're like football thirsty, you know that dry spell that you usually go through. It starts at the perfect Basketball's time. Baseball's on them. <laughs> the uh, championship is the week after the NFL draft, so it fills that hole in your life, that sports it's hole great, man. in your life. It's so good, and the, and the access to the players on the field is so fun. They had people dropping f bombs, people puking on the field. It's so fucking fun. And yeah, the court. Everybody's been shitting on the quarterback play, but that dude for the Roughnecks is a great quarterback. Yeah, uh, the, 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 I, I think that's who Cody's gonna go for. I, th I think that that. That's, uh, I think so too, but yeah. you know, I, I just I, I really want that league to survive. It's really fun to watch, and I really hope. And it you does. get a good alternative. Like you yeah. get like what what I like about it is you get like the the majors, right? The NFL, like you get like that. You know, when you when when the season starts, but then you get like the minor league, 
and and they're showcasing it and they're putting it up there and these guys are working their fucking ass off. Yeah, they're fighting for their lives. And yeah, pretty much, yeah. It, it's a goddamn karate kid song come to life on the yeah. field. And I love that, and they got so much more to lose. Like I said, I'm not, I don't hate on the NFL. Like the NFL is great, but those guys have guaranteed contracts, and they they know they're going to get paid. Like they yeah. signed the fucking. Con- you, this is what you're getting. These guys are fucking out there, man. They got to win to get a uh, to get a uh, you know an impact, or maybe to get it picked up by an NFL contract. It's it's cool, great, man. There's yeah. a lot of drama on the field, and I really hope the thing survives, and I hope it stays around. It's yeah, a great fucking me league. Me too, man. I fucking love it. So if you guys haven't checked out the XFL, definitely check that out. Extreme that is- football. Footlong. Extreme footlong football. Yeah, the Subway <laughs> sponsored it. But it's not it's not the XFL they brought it a couple years ago where they were just doing it to be like a wrestling version. Like, yeah. this is legit football. And the, the only problem is so far is that the, 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 the quality of football is not that good. Like, there's a lot of, like, three and outs. There's a lot of not scoring and stuff like that. But you got to remember, these guys are playing together under new rules and a new league for the first time. It's going to take a couple weeks for people to get comfortable and used to it. And I really think it's going to be successful as long as it can last a couple seasons to really find Find its footing, but man, I fucking love it so yeah, far. It's so. Great. What'd yeah. you watch, motherfucker? Yeah, I watched a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I watched my neighbors get divorced. Mm. I watched a car crash happen on I-15. <laughs> and I didn't even help. <laughs> I watched an ice cream man lose his biscuits mm-hmm. and say, fuck you kids. You ain't getting no ice creams. I butter up biscuits. Aha! And I didn't lift a finger. <laughs> no, I I I, uh, I watched um well, uh, actually, last night I watched Bean, Mr. Bean. Oh, I love dude, that fucking It's so thing, fucking good, yeah. man. It, 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 like, dude, it's so good. Like, the whole Whistler's Mother thing. Like, and dude, when he was like, when, uh, when he was like, uh, he's throwing the M&M up in the air, and, and, and he does this. And then, and then the little boy's like, that's amazing. And he's like, uh, can you do this? He's like. And then you know, he goes, no, but I can do this. And he like moves his ear. He's like, wow, how did you do this? He's like, magic. <laughs> and then the part where he goes to the to the to the, uh, to the, the theme park and and he he's bored at the fucking ride. He's like, because it's like that you know that virtual reality thing. And he turns it up. He's like, go get this another ticket. And then he's like, the guy comes back in and he's like, brace yourself. <laughs> Dude, that movie is so fucking uh, under underwhelmingly uh, like not appreciated. Like, I mean, yeah. I love Bean. I love Bean. It's fucking hilarious. And man. dude, that movie is oh. <laughs> <laughs> just R- Rowan Atkinson. His face, like he—he's a cartoon character, man. Like everything about him is funny as fuck. <laughs> like, I, like, uh, what, like when he was in the uh, the police interrogation, uh, and he's like in the mirror, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking good. If you guys haven't checked out Bean, you gotta watch go that watch show, that man. movie. Yeah. It's so good. And he was like, there's one scene at the airport, and he was like, <laughs> when he gets picked up and he has his passport, remember, and he's like, oh, are you threatening me? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and he farts right before the camera goes off. He's like, are you threatening me? Fuck! <laughs> uh, he makes this weird face. He's like, <laughs> like he rolls his eye up, and uh, when he's in the interrogation room at, at the airport, because he but sees, I'll up. <laughs> <laughs> he sees these fucking cops. Because in Britain, it's illegal to carry firearms, even for police officers. So when he comes to the United States to L.A., he's on the escalator, and he sees those two cops in the corner, and they have guns. He's like, oh. <laughs> and he goes. 
has a gun. And they arrest him and they hold him in uh, captivity for a minute. And the one guy, the black guy, he was in uh, Friday the 13th, Jason Goes to Hell. He was the guy that first ate the heart yeah. that interrogates him. And he was like, <laughs> he has his passport out. He's, he, you know, Mr. B looks like, and Mr. Bean tries to make that face. And he's like, Mr. Bean, are you currently on AB medication? He's like, not that I know of. And he's like, well, you could certainly use some. <laughs> and then there's also the part where, um, with the surgery part, when he like reaches in and he does the operation without gloves, he's like, oh. <laughs> and he pulls, he's like, because the one guy was like, uh, he was trying to cut him, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, doctor, it's my first, he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> Uh, it's so good. Uh, so I watched that. It's an underrated That's classic. Fucking great, man. It's amazing. Uh, you made me want to watch it again. Oh, dude. So remember, when he, remember when he sneezes on Whistler's mother's painting and he tries to clean it off? And then he starts rubbing that paint thinner on and he scrapes it all off and he draws a fucking pin. <laughs> and then the, the, guy, uh, the guy that sponsored him that he lives with, he's like, oh! Jesus, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm gonna become the. Uh, that was the guy from Ghostbusters, yeah, right? Yeah, Yonosh. And he's like, I'm gonna become the cellmate prison block. I'm Butch, Butch McCraff. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, uh, watch that uh, great movie. If you guys haven't seen Bean, check it out. Uh, Mr. Bean's Holiday is not bad either if you get a chance to. Um, so I also watched Alien and Aliens. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I got the double whammy. Uh, my girlfriend never seen either any of the Aliens. Oh, so shit. Had to introduce. Yeah. Um, Did she so, like them? Yeah, she loved him. Yeah. It's it's weird. Uh, it's one of those movies like Ridley Scott's Alien is so fucking powerful and so good and it's so amazing the way that they capture that horror in space. Yeah. And, and it's, you gotta be awake for it though. You gotta have some yeah. caffeine in you because it's a slow fucking burn. It's like it's well, especially that part where in the tunnel uh, when the one guy gets killed and he's like, "Give me a hawk!" Oh, that part, dude. Yeah, that's when it that's that's actually when it ramps up. Up to that part, you might like if you're like tired or whatever, you might be falling asleep. Well, but when it's like, yeah, that's when you're like, <laughs> you're oh like, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but dude, it's so good. Uh, and then. Aliens is fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, and you got you got great performances by Bill Paxton, um, uh, Bean, Michael Bean, uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver comes back. So many great performances from that. And by the way, dude, I didn't know this, but you remember the chick that's the hard ass chick, the ones that's like doing push ups yeah, and yeah, pull ups. Yeah. Dude, do you know that that was the girl from Terminator Two? She's like, uh, Wolfie's just fine. He's just fine. Oh, that makes sense. That's yeah. the stepmother for John Connor. Fuck, that makes total sense. I know. Yeah. But it, it was he stabs him with that right through the jar of milk. It's right done. That's the dad though. I that think. was not vitamin D. No. But Magnificent. I liked it. I liked it the fact that it's one of those unique situations that you have where Alien is amazing. Yeah. And Aliens is just as fucking good. In its own way. Yeah. James Cameron directed Aliens and then you have Ridley Scott doing Alien. But you don't normally ever have that happening where the the, the, the actual first movie that starts the whole thing is awesome. You never have a sequel on the same level or some, in some people's opinion above it. Except for another James Cameron project. Terminator, Terminator 2, almost the yeah, same that's way. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it happens sometimes now and again, but those movies are so unique and they're so different and they're so cool. And after that, it all went to dog shit. I mean, you could throw in Prometheus and Alien Covenant later on, but. Yeah, not the same. Not though. the same at all. But yeah, we watched that, and then um, uh, I think there was something else I watched. I don't remember much. Oh, Best of the Best. 
Oh, that's fucking. And great. I know we're gonna do it. For There's the, a choice. Uh, yeah, dude. I know we're gonna do it for uh, the action. Uh, Revenge of the action movie, by the way. Go subscribe to that shit. Nobody's subscribing to it. Why aren't you subscribing to it? Because the link's care. down below. Uh, but it's it's a great dude. That movie's classic as fuck. Eric yeah. Roberts and goddamn James Earl Jones. Yeah, it's like man. don't be light. Don't ever be late. Like, dude, it's so, oh, God. And, and the music and everything about it is so 90s, and it's so fucking, like, you know, in your heart. And, dude, I cried. I cried. I had not cried in a while for that fucking movie at the very end. He was oh. like, to save a life is to earn honor and defeat. And he's like, your brother, too, was a great fighter. Dude, I was like, oh, God, fucking stop it. <laughs> coach! Coach! He's gonna kill him! He's like, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> you won that match. That reminds me, we watched Warrior the other night, where he's like, he's like, you lose this fight, you lose your home. Lose this fight, you lose your home. I love doing it. I'm sorry, Tommy! Oh, dude, I'm yeah. sorry! That gets me every time. Yeah. And then, like, their dad, dude, god damn. I love, those fighting movies with heart in them are, yeah. are, are the best kinds of films. But that movie came out, and I don't know if it was slept on. I don't know if a lot of people, like, cared about it when it came out. I don't know if it came out in 91 or 1990 but that's one of the best fucking fighting movies of all time it, is, it legit is it's one of the best I've ever seen best of the best but uh, even the motherfucker from uh, Footloose Travis yeah he was great in too he was like huh you yellow huh he's like obviously because <laughs> he was, he was going, anyway. The only scene I remember best of the best is when he's talking to his mom and it, he's got to go overseas or whatever. He's just like, but you got this kid to take care of. You got to make a choice. It's like, there is no choice. No, he's talking to James Earl Jones. He's like, you've got to make a choice. Oh, yeah, no, he's yeah. like, there's no choice. And then he, he's, like, he's like, what's the matter with you? What the hell is the matter with you? I was thinking of when he's talking to his mom. And he always had that, that like, mystery. Yo, well, he always had that, like, uh, fucking, uh, um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, like, yeah. big knitted sweater. Yeah. But, dude, man, that movie is so fucking good. I, I like, and, dude, it was, uh, there's one scene, too, uh, where Tommy is uh, fighting against Virgil. Remember the Virgil? He looked like, yeah. I, I thought for a long time Virgil in that movie was um, uh, Gilbert from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. It's not Gilbert, but it, he's, like, he's kicking that pad, and, and it was low, and he's, like, uh, 157 pounds per switch. He's, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, uh, Tom, uh, James Earl Jones screams at him. He's like, you better get together. And then he goes like, ah! And he kicks him <laughs> and he knocks him unconscious. Oh, man. That movie, I, I, movie I mean, and that's going to be great because we can go into detail about that on the on the other channel yeah. when we get to watch it. But, yeah, that that was the only films I I mean, yeah. I, I was all over the place, but... The only other things I watched do was I watched Outbreak because of the whole coronavirus Ooh. thing. Because uh, the podcast me and Katie are doing, we watched that dude, and I'm telling you, man, Outbreak. I didn't think it was gonna hold up the way it did, mm -hmm. but it fucking holds up. That is. I, remember, I always remember when they ripped his great. fucking suit open. Oh yeah, when yeah, he rips I it. Like, Kevin Space, dude. Kevin Spacey's in that movie. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in that movie. Yeah. Fucking Rene Russo. Cuba. Cuba. Uh, 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 Dustin Hoffman. That under. If you, if you look, like everybody's talking about Contagion. I'm like, why? Like, watch fucking Outbreak. That is the best virus movie out there. It's so fucking it's really, amazing. really good. Patrick Dempsey's in that movie. It's so. Is it better good. than? Well, no, it's not. Blew me the fuck away once again. I haven't seen it in like ten years. It's not comparative, but as far as like an outbreak of anything, uh, 28 days later. I'd honestly take Outbreak over it. It is really good. After watching it again, man, it's such a good, heartfelt fucking movie. It's so good. And then the only other thing I watched is I was laying down putting the girls to sleep, and uh, uh, my youngest, um, Ellie, she just turned four, loves Scooby-Doo right now. Mm. She calls it Ooby dooby doo <laughs> She's like, I want to watch Ooby dooby doo Whoop-dee-scoop-dee-doo. So with that, but he had, they have a movie called... Uh, uh, like zombie attack on Scooby-Doo Island or wherever the fuck I it is. I heard of that, yeah. And it's actually super entertaining. They put like punk rock music, like the Ramones and shit mm -hmm. like that in it. 
and it, it's fucking fun. So I actually, if you have kids, definitely check out like the Scooby-Doo Attack on Zombie Island. It's so fucking fun. And, and Shaggy and Scooby the old time are just like they high smoke as weed in this one. They don't actually show them smoking weed, but they're high as shit because all they ever want to do is eat. You know, so they just want to eat gumbo and shit because they're in like Louisiana. Hey yo, Scoop! I want to go to Taco Bell. You know, that's <laughs> basically <laughs> the whole fucking movie. It's great. So yeah. But that's what we watched yeah, this that's week. That's it. You horse. What did you guys watch? What did you fucking watch? Other than Comment this shitty below. program. What did you fucking watch? We want to know. I want to know. Why do you look? Why you? Why are you all slouched up like that? You look like one of those guys from 1996 feeling, trying to keep kids off I'm drugs. I'm feeling comfortable. And actually, you know what, Jay? This brings us to the end of our show. What? We're done. I'm not done. We're done, son. I'm never done. I can't be undone. Okay, we're done. And I want to do something real quick. I want to tell you something. Oh, <laughs> I want to tell you something. It is Jay's birthday. Yes, Now, it is. as we speak, it is his birthday because we're into the night. Uh, you guys are watching this on Monday, but it's Friday night. And I want to tell you something. I want to tell you. I want to give you a cheers because it's your birthday. Yeah. So cheers me. Kai. Happy birthday. Thank I want you. to say honestly, mm. as your best friend and heterosexual life mate, mm. that um, your, I won't say your age. I won't do that. You don't. 30, it's 36. 36-year-old 30, Jay is the best version of Jay I've ever known. Ah. I think you, sir, are in the prime of your life, and this is the best version of you I've known over the past 20 years. You're doing fucking awesome as a human being, and I love you. Oh, thanks, That's man. That's all I want to I say. love you, too, and yeah. cocaine does wonders for the body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks. Uh, you're I appreciate it, and I wish you guys could all be there for the birthday celebration that's going to go down tomorrow because there's a great boxing match that's going to come up that we want to watch the fuck out of. Fury and we're Wilder. Get drunk. And we're going to have a good time, and we're going to think about sweaty ballsack boxer men. Dripping. Oh, by the way, that was another movie. I didn't mention it. It doesn't really matter. It's a small thing. I did watch... Uh, like your wiener. Jake Gyllenhaal. Southpaw? Southpaw. Dude, we watched Southpaw this week. I totally forgot to mention yeah, that. Yeah, South we Paul. just watched Southpaw, yeah, yeah. and we cried I, our asses off. I, I watched it with April because she'd never seen it. Oh, man. Katie, Katie we, we went down, we went to, we had a night, and then we were like, she was like, I want to watch something fucking sad. I was like, I got you. I know. You got to go I with that. I got you. That movie is so fucking, fucking underrated. Great. That's a 10. And we cried our asses off. I know. And especially in the court when they take her away, and he's like fighting the guards, and, he, and she's like, like Daddy, I, come I, I just oh. want to take my daughter home. Can I just Fuck. not take my daughter home? Man, that's a fucking amazing it's movie. It's great. So, if you guys haven't seen Southpaw, I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a great time tomorrow night, and thank you guys so much for joining yeah. us on uh, this second episode of We Watched a Movie, the shittiest, most basic, mediocre, logic, not feel thing that you've ever seen. Yeah. If you don't worry, I'm in America. I don't care, America. Yeah. And uh, thank you. Thanks, guys, for supporting this new version of the channel so much. We love you so much. And don't forget, this is in podcast form as well. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we love your fucking face. Oh, you guys in podcast? And we Who's just, listening to podcasts? Just, we just made I'm a, new I'm a, No, I want to talk. I want to talk. ASMR. <laughs> you're driving home. No, it's a, you're driving home suddenly without surprise. The battery's dying, motherfucker. Shia LaBeouf. Shia, <laughs> Shia surprise. But uh, no, this is in podcast form, so please check us out wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Not just this, but only content. That, there's form. Only content. There's content that's only for the podcast. So go if you like us, go listen to the podcast as well. And finally, I want to say we just made some new merch. Click the link down below. Cool There's shit. some new badass We Watch Marvels. Thank you guys for supporting this new format of the channel. So we love you guys so Mwah. much. You're Mwah. fucking amazing. We'll see you next Monday and throughout the week with more shit. Yeah. We love your fucking faces. And I say, God damn. Fucking whore, bitch. I hope you fucking have an accident one day in a fucking toilet. <laughs> Too late. We watched a movie.
With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.